If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome back from E3 2016. It's podcast Unlock the World's number one Xbox podcast. Full crew is back. The on-brand Alana Pierce. Uh, greets. I can't see her uh, from the background. It's she's, she's cast one, locked. Yeah. It just says cast locked. Yeah. Uh, Marty Sleeva, <laughs> hi. Hi. Welcome. Destin Legary. Hi, everybody. And I'm Ryan McCaffrey. We are the not sick people from I IGN. I really thought you were going to say Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> Nope. Do you have something you want to tell wow. us? Alana? I think it's the number one Nazi podcast. We are the Nazis from IGN. <laughs> Next oh, week, no. Alana's out. <laughs> She's out for two weeks. <laughs> HR had something to say. No. Yeah, it uh, yeah. didn't go well. It's been fun working with you. <laughs> so, yeah, we're back from E3, and I love E3 every year. Yeah. It's so much fun. And it, I mean, by the end of it, you're the walking dead. That You are mm-hmm. literally oh, a zombie. It's over. I remember I was in, I'm not going to name any names to make anybody feel bad but i was in a high profile game demo of a game that looked great and i but my eyelids were just like uh help yeah help and i just couldn't physically couldn't help it yeah suck at zelda <laughs> this probably wasn't Zelda. It probably, no. it, but it seems like it i got to, wasn't zelda. to play that was great. Uh, i didn't get to play that. i got to play every other video game except for that everything every other game mm-hmm. literally like 700 of what them. a great wow. e3 you had yeah. yeah so let's get right into it i mean that's what we're here to sort of analyze the e3 from xbox our episode 250, if you missed it, it's on iTunes now. You've hopefully probably seen it, but it was our... We said it was going to be live, and it totally was. It was right after the conference with Seamus, Blackley, myself, Marty, and the poor uh, Destin, who got very few words in. Oh, just about the first topic. <laughs> the first topic, I was about to say my piece. I was like, well, I got interrupted. Then you transitioned to the Aww. next thing. So- just to defend myself, I know how there, is a, there yeah. is a producer yeah. in my yeah. ear with the earpiece saying, move on to the next topic. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I still love you. It's nothing personal. <laughs> yeah, I always feel bad with live show stuff like that where like the producer's like, all right, wrap it up. And then they start telling a story. I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I just stop paying attention. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, and I'm like, oh, just shut up so I can have you're, to say it. Yeah, yeah, just shut up. Look I'm kind of paused there. Well, we yeah, got to yeah, move yeah, on. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just taking a breath. You're focused on nothing but waiting for them to stop so you can just jump in. Man, that's brutal. Jeez. Live television, folks. Yeah. Live, live broadcast. Yelling in your ear. Yeah. yeah, and he's a he's a mean one. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of denim. Like a he biker. Does. Did you see the uh, bikers? Don't you know how we have those those title cards and it'll say like when you're on the live show to say like Ryan. Oh McCaffrey. yeah, they spelled my last name wrong. Oh, yeah. oh Thanks, really? Guys. Yeah, but mine. Uh, so I was wearing this like white jacket 
and apparently was like too blown out on the lights. So I borrowed your jacket. Yeah, you came and got my dude jacket. Yeah, and <laughs> it was. It then said Alana Pierce just stole a mailman's jacket because <laughs> it was like way too big on me. Like, yeah, that's kind of what that looked like. Good work, Zach Ryan. I love that they're paying attention to the the jokes in the in the you know lower thirds, yeah. but not the actual spellings. Yeah, that's true. Names. They also had uh, one for Jared Petty that underneath was like. Why is everyone mean to him? Well, everyone is mean to him because people think everyone's mean to Jared. Also, uh, if I took a shot every time my Twitter handle was spelled McBigTitty, I'd have died of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> and that's funny. saying something yeah. coming from you. I, I was on the YouTube gaming um, pre-show yeah. and they spelled my handle Carl Alanazard. Yeah, Carl Alanazard. Which Carl? I find quite funny. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. And you changed it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we fixed it. it was, no, no, I automatically changed my uh, my handle. It's now at You adjusted Carl your whole life. Yeah. yeah. Effort yeah. will do it live. <laughs> That's what happens. That's why we record this ahead of time, <laughs> to minimize those yeah. things mm -hmm. from happening. All right, let's get right into it. I wanted to start first with, uh, so our best of E3 awards were posted. I wanted to just cover the ones that are uh, specific to Xbox. So not third parties, just like Xbox exclusives that uh, that won something. And we'll start with the best Xbox One game. I'll bet you guys can guess it because you probably all voted for it. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, I read Sea of Thieves. I read it. Yeah, yeah I can see it. On or you can read. Paper. That's yeah. your other yeah. option. Sea of Thieves was awesome. Yeah, we, is, there, is there an actual segment later? Yeah, uh, there's Marty, there's talk about there that? is a photo of you having the time of your life playing with three of your buddies. I cried. And, well, there's yeah. a story behind that, which yes. we're gonna mm -hmm. we're gonna get to because mm -hmm. when I heard the story, I, I I suddenly wished I had thought of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, also it every brilliant. time I tell the story, I laugh. It's very yeah. good. It's better. Yeah. Uh, best adventure game went to We Happy Few. Now this is again mm -hmm. this is best meaning all adventure games and. Uh, so it is just genre-based, not platform-based. That was actually so. the first time I'd seen We Happy Few was at that conference, and it looks awesome. One yeah. of the breakout That's the first time the show, I saw I it and paid attention to I it. Mean, oh, really? Also, that's yeah. the first time they've showed it differently than the procedurally generated roguelike rogue -like thing. Yeah. That oh, wow, was. that's not what that looks like, like at all. Like, this is... Very different. This had like heavy shades of Bioshock. Um, yeah, which totally. I think is why everyone was super floored. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's definitely felt Absolutely very different Bioshock. than the game that they've shown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had uh, Guillaume in here. Uh, show we did some exclusive stuff with it back in I want to say October. Wow, so it's been around and for a while. It, yeah, and it's I mean it was very promising, but it was you know very early then. It's come an incredibly long <laughs> way, and that's not to disparage what it was in October. Totally. It's just mm -hmm. like it's it's just it was a really cool idea that's. You could see how fleshed out it is. Yeah. We actually have the entirety of that gameplay chunk uh, recaptured by yeah. one of the guys that are working oh, nice. on the game. Uh, so if you just want to watch like 15 minutes of gameplay, you I can do. you can see that demo actually mm -hmm. on IGN right now. Great. Yeah, Great. that's a team that they worked on a game. Their first game was a game called Contrast, which was a PS4 launch title, and I think it came to Xbox One eventually. Mm -hmm. I think so. Um, but that game is awesome. It's secretly one of the best uh, launch games for PS4, so you should check that out. You played We Happy Few. We won't get into this too much, but I chose not to play that at E3 because I feel like the way that the chunk that we saw at the press conference looked, that if you'd played a small amount of it, it might ruin it. I didn't. Hmm. You didn't play no. it? Okay. So hopefully when it comes out, which is supposed to be what, later this uh, year? It hits, it hits the Xbox preview in late July, but I that's believe. Not gonna be that's, that's not going to be the single-player stuff. That's not going to be this stuff. Right, oh. it's going to be the stuff I mentioned earlier—the procedurally generated roguelike stuff. Right, yeah, this scripted, narrative-driven stuff isn't coming till next year. I believe. Oh, strange. Okay. Right. Yeah. It's that's again. It's that sort it's of double-edged sword of of preview or early access or whatever mm -hmm. platform you're mm -hmm. on. You know, you can get in early and see it early, but it's not done yet. Yeah. So yeah. You know, I want the narrative stuff. Yeah, that's, me too. That's but, my forte. Yeah. I think yeah. I think this is with all preview. I guess I I know this was the case with Ark Survival Evolved where. Uh, if you bought it in preview program, 
you, you, you only pay once. Yeah, yes, and right. you end yeah. up paying less than yeah. the, the price, final game yeah. price. So I don't know if that's the case with We Happy Hue. I would suspect so, mm-hmm. but I don't know for mm-hmm. sure. Very cool. Best platformer. This is a game you're going to be hearing a lot more about because the reviews will be hitting next week. Uh, so you'll be hearing everyone's opinion on it, and that is Inside won yeah. our best platformer award. I know. Is Two there a mic I office. can just drop? <laughs> I mean, how how great was that cool little short trailer that they showed? Oh, it was great. yeah. And it then turns out the rest of the game is even better. Well, based on the based on <laughs> yeah. the preview. Oh yeah, based on the preview that, that you played Definitely so far. Didn't finish it. No, just a preview. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that game uh, is is very special, and so everyone should check that out in a week or two. So that's coming out. Is it coming out next next, next week? Wednesday? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm definitely going to play that. It looks gorgeous. Which, by the way, just get if you like Limbo at all, just buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just does anyone not like Studio Limbo? Really? I don't know anybody who plays like this game's stupid. Right? I don't know anyone who like actually dislikes Limbo. <laughs> actually, back when it launched, somebody was really mad. They're like, "I'm tired of these artsy fartsy games." I remember because I did a preview <laughs> on it, and they were super mad about Limbo. Huh, and I'm like, of go. all the things to get mad about, shout out to that guy. You're gonna yeah. hate inside. Don't play it. Alti Fati. These yeah. guys have played Ed's been has spent the last six years on inside. That's crazy. And, uh, yeah, Wait, Limbo was week. six years ago. Yeah. Six oh years. That was a winter of arcade game. Wow. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, actually, somebody asked me on Twitter, and yes, that. So remember when I was I was being super cryptic and vague about I had this anecdotal evidence of, of a. To my theory of mm-hmm. why I thought mm-hmm. Summer of Arcade was going to be coming back and be announced. Mm-hmm. So I thought, and the reason is, is because we were tipped off to Inside ahead of time because we got the preview build. Mm-hmm. And your preview is up on IGN and you should either read it and or watch it. They said that, you know, we got told that the game's out June 29th, summer, and the 29th is a Wednesday. So I thought, okay, super high profile game. We've been waiting forever for They've stayed super quiet on it. I thought, Wednesday? Big game, either. It's happening. It's happening. Yeah. It didn't happen. Mm. But you know, what can still I still get a cool game on a Wednesday? We do indeed. And finally, the other big Xbox victor on uh, the the IGN E3 awards was best racing game. Not even a contest. Yeah. Forza Horizon Three. No, mm. and with no disrespect to Gran Turismo Sport, which I didn't actually get to play, but I mean, it's Gran Turismo. It's been a great series for a long time. Yep. But my goodness, how good was Forza Horizon Three? Did you see the sky? Oh yeah, it looks very Sky pretty. I think I played it. Uh, I saw it running Sky on Xbox. Moves, Marty. <laughs> Clouds move. It's incredible. I played it on the. Uh, I guess they call it the sled. It's a, you know, oh, a yeah. sit down in a cockpit thing with a with you know with pedals and a wheel. But the, but it has hydraulics mm-hmm. that are oh, tied cool. to the game. So it's literally like the greatest arcade experience you've ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and on a curved. 50-something-inch television that's in awesome. 4K. So it was the PC <laughs> that version. That's actually awesome. that's a pre-order bonus. Wow. That whole thing is <laughs> in your house. Thing. Well, only only one ninety-nine. pre-order yeah. from Kmart. It's 99 Add <laughs> <laughs> a few more zeros um, onto that. Yeah, I didn't get to play Forza. I know it's Forza, but I, I like saying Forza better because I'm Australian. Uh, <laughs> this is the time you can say that for this case it's specifically. it's in Australia. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get to play it, but I saw like a behind-closed-doors preview of it, yeah. and it's absolutely gorgeous. It takes place in places that I've been to, which is really cool. <laughs> Byron Bay is uh, like the first location that I saw, which is like this gorgeous hippie beach town, which is really cool. And um, they're really focusing on social stuff. Like you can, the people who played Forza previously uh, in Horizon, they have like Horizon tournaments. It's like a certain car type yeah. on a certain track, and you have to, you know, certain amount of laps. It's specific to that type of car and all the other cars who enters. All of the other cars who I made it sound like they are people. They are people. It's like all of the other cars. cars have to be of the same. 
Lightning McQueen. Type. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this time you can make your own tournament, basically, uh, for your friends, and you know specify all of those different things and uh, make your own tournaments and share them with other people, and they have popularity ratings so that you can find stuff online. So it's going to have basically limitless content, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also just never play. Forza socially and have absolutely no interest in playing Forza Horizon socially. So, but with the with the Drivatar things, you don't you sort of get that experience without yeah. actually needing. Yeah. Drivatars are and really can, cool. You can they also are. get rid of some yeah. people's drivatars. Like if you don't like the way that a certain friend drives, you can just like get rid of that drivatar, which is cool. Also, you can drive as a woman for the first time ever. Congrats! I'm yes. actually very happy about that's that. That's great. <laughs> it's like it's always just some dude who just blank face, and now you get to like pick your own avatar, basically. Like from a, a woman like, who's blank Yes, now you can a very bored looking woman. <laughs> yeah, and they always have clever races in, in Horizon. Uh, the one, I, the, the demo one that they showed that I did had uh, it was three parts in three different vehicles. First, it started in the uh, whatever the name of that new Lamborghini is. That's the cover car for yeah. the game. But then the the last section was this was this just huge off road half monster truck half mm-hmm. buggy thing but you're you're racing a this little 50s jeep except that jeep was being carried through the track on a helicopter yeah, that's awesome. so you're effectively racing a helicopter and then it drops the jeep at the end I and i won nice. okay, it's just that game i don't know how those guys do it playground games i'm in hindsight i'm so just thrilled that the little historical context for with IGN is our first our first IGN first mm-hmm. was revealing Horizon 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just such a great game. Do you think Playground and Playdead are going to work together in the next game? They really should. Yeah. No. Like a limbo kart racer? Mm. That ends no. in a car crash. We just did it. We it's done. We just did it. We just made limbo. <laughs> it's it's happening. Mm-hmm. It's so great. Uh, all right. So <laughs> Scorpio, that's the big topic. That's what everybody, uh, the Xbox community, is buzzing about. The rumors. I, were you guys surprised that they just took it head on? Microsoft took it head on and said, "Here it is. Here, and it's coming out next fall." Yeah. And and just basically uh, slapped their their uh, wangs on the table and said, "Here it is." Yep. Oh, there were wangs during it. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. They, 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 they had the sense six teraflops. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's six wangs. That's what a teraflop is. <laughs> a terror flop. You figured it out, Marty. But yeah, <laughs> what do we say? Uh, I was totally surprised. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we had said before that they had to be really careful about the way that they phrased it, and yeah. I feel like they did a good job. Like yeah. we are making something that's more powerful. My favorite or the most intriguing part of that whole presentation was the part where Todd Howard was like, uh, "Where as we announced, we're making um, Fallout for VR, and it's going to be so great to have a console that can run that." What does that mean? <laughs> well, like that? What? <laughs> Vive or Oculus, probably, support. I mean, it would be Oculus yeah. at this point. But Fallout VR is, I think, only on Vive? That's what yeah. it was announced for. Yeah. Because yeah. then you go over to Bethesda, and they were demoing it on, on Vive. whatever they use. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I don't want to say Vive, because maybe it's like proprietary Bethesda VR thing. No, I can't keep track anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was the messaging was really smart, I think, bringing folks like Todd Howard out, like folks that are recognizable in the industry and showing that they have support of the developers was huge. Using the word teraflops multiple times. That was yeah, which I didn't, if I would have realized it was about Pangas' slapping on a table, <laughs> that would have been a much different post-show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was also important that at the end they sort of showed that they have these three different pillars with the S, with the original Xbox One, and with whatever Scorpio's going to be called. Yeah. Them, 
you know, she's pretty much saying that, like, hey, just because you bought an Xbox One three years ago, we're not forgetting about you. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, yeah. hey, just because you're going to buy an Xbox One S in a couple of months, we're not leaving you behind either. Like, this is, like, they, they seem, as of right now, at least through the messaging, they seem committed to... Bringing games to everything. Uh, bring games to everyone. They're mm-hmm. not leaving anyone in the dust. Uh, they were very specific about yeah, that. I think that's very important. I think that's very important. Like whether that's still the case a couple of years down the road, sure, when it, people really want to start, when developers really want to start, you know, testing out the the uh, the Scorpio and seeing what they could do with it, then that's going to be a different story. Yeah. But for now, uh, I think it was messaged as well as possible. Yep. Yeah, yeah. There I've are heard- some people who are confused, and that like I've just had some friends back in Australia who didn't really understand, ask me questions about it. What people think that the S and the Scorpio are effectively the same thing. So like, there's mm. people think that Scorpio is a software, and they're like, oh, when it comes out, the S will be able to run Scorpio. You're yeah. like. Maybe no. it's a software change, but it's it is specifically a hardware. Yeah, like I mean, it is, this, part of it's going to be confusing in the same way that the Wii to the Wii U was confusing. That's absolutely it was like, right. Yeah, it was like, well, why are you keeping the name of that original thing? And it's just I think a it's because one's yeah. called an S and then one's called a Scorpio, and they think it's just an abbreviated version. I of think a that's Scorpio. probably what it is. Yeah, and, but it's yeah. it's not called the Xbox One Scorpio, right? It's just Xbox we, Scorpio. Well, Project Scorpio. It doesn't yeah, have an official name. Again, way, my so. the, uh, my theory, which I've said a million times before, I think it's just going to be called the Xbox, and that's going to be it. From yeah. now on, um, but yeah, I I really like this. Uh, this is actually like one of my most picked up tweets all week because I think a lot of people it just resonated with people. I I, th- I thought this was this was confident Microsoft, mm-hmm. the aggressive confident Microsoft that you know I'm sure I'm going to get slammed by fanboys for saying this, but th- this is Microsoft we haven't seen for three years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know th- they have been. On their heels. They've been reactive. They've been reactive yeah. and defensive for the last three years. Because ever they s- have to be. Right. Ever since that, you know, Sony came out with a, with, they revealed the PS4 in February mm-hmm. of 2013, and it went very well, and everybody was very psyched. And then Microsoft waited uh, three months, and when they re- revealed in May, right away with the whole always on thing. And with the sports TV, the, sports sports yeah, TV. And it, yeah. They were just, they were defensive, they were on their heels right away, and they've spent the last three years trying to recover from that. And, you know, Phil's done a great job of, of initiating all sorts of awesome things like backwards compatibility, which, by the way, uh, they celebrated their 200th backwards compatible That's title awesome. this week, which is just a great commitment to that. Mm-hmm. you got to so, really tip your cap. But just real quick, Destin. Yeah, I don't want to lose my spot again. No, I, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> yeah. Destin, we have to move oh, on. No, no. Uh, but, yeah, I just yeah. thought, you know, this, is, this reminded me of the Xbox 360 era Microsoft where they just said, they weren't waiting for anybody. This is our thing. We're confident in it. We're doing it. Ball is in your court court now, Sony yeah. and anyone else. So uh, they called it themselves a monster. They described <laughs> they described the console as a monster, and they said it'll be the most powerful console ever made. That was what Phil said. The best so, pixels. True 4K, <laughs> true 4K, and VR ready, which you guys were touching on. Mm-hmm. So I, I just really, it was. It reminded me, like, oh, yeah, we haven't seen this Microsoft for a long, long time. Now, there's a long way to go between now and launching this thing and having it be successful, but I really thought this was a great first step. Yeah, I agree. Scorpio did nothing for me. Yeah. To me, uh, this said more than anything that I need to buy a new PC and upgrade it because you combine this Scorpio announcement with the fact that all the Xbox games will also work on PC. Play it's anywhere. like, why don't I just buy a new PC and upgrade my graphics card? So... Phil, they don't care. Mm-hmm. They're fine with you doing that because it, it's all about the, the, the walled garden now. As yeah. long as you're playing in their walled garden and 
giving them digital revenue from your Xbox Live subscription and buying games, they don't care. I understand that, but that's really dangerous. I mean, if they want to own the console market, which they definitely do, then they've now fractured their market base to be PC and console. Yeah, but we were talking about this on the post show. Yeah. I don't think they necessarily need to own the hardware console market anymore if if Halo 6 comes out day and date on Xbox One and on PC. Like that game's going to be the best selling game that month if it's because the install base, if you combine what mm-hmm. Xbox One, PC. S, Scorpio, yeah. and gaming ready PCs, mm-hmm. that blows PS4 out of the water. Yeah. They also I, already have, you know, recs like rec packs and Halo. They're already integrating microtransactions, like yeah. they're making their software more profitable. It's, mm-hmm. it's the whole like Destin. I, I just don't think they, if they're selling more razor blades, I don't think they care so much about the razors. That's true. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's bad. I want to see. Xbox and Microsoft own the console market, though, and I just don't think they're going to do that. And the Scorpio will help get people there, sort of, but I think a lot of people are just like, they're not going to get that PC market. The PC market's just going to upgrade their card or whatever they need. And I'm just kind of like at that point, like, I have an Xbox One. I don't, the S is really nice, right? but I still have my one. We'll talk about that in a minute. I still have my one. I don't need the Scorpio thing, but I do need a new PC. I'll just build so, a badass PC. Would you PC. rather spend real quick? Would you rather spend, let's say, five hundred bucks on a Scorpio, mm-hmm. or four hundred on a graphics card, and then maybe a couple hundred more on a CPU and another hundred on some RAM? Mm-hmm. Like, which way would you rather go? I mean, if if there's going to be the Scorpio, and then there's going to be something else after that, and then right. something In else two or after three that, years. it probably is smarter to just buy the PC. Maybe. Yeah, because um, that's what they're saying. They're saying but like they're going to they continue to iterate. They haven't really said that though. That's like, what we had well, pre well, three, right? Yeah, they didn't yeah. at this conference. So it's like maybe the Scorpio will last for a while, and I kind of wonder if that is them. It, it might not be that the iterating thing has happened. It could be them responding to VR, being like, oh, crap, we can't currently run VR. We desperately yeah. need to be able to do that. You're also thinking, I mean, you are a hardcore guy. I mean, the... the <laughs> yeah, I am. I mean, you know, we talked about it before the show started. <laughs> yeah, uh, six whole teraflops. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, a lot of people, like, the, the plug-and-play... All off the shelf. You can't with that. <laughs> we're good. We're good. Uh, All right. The, yeah. Yeah. This whole teraflops is what lost me. <laughs> People like the like the, the just the box that's that's easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Just stop. Yes, it's, it's yeah. instead of having to deal with the technological yeah. stuff like RAM and yeah, CPU up in their and computer and yeah. Doing okay, but that, that drivers said. And, uh, <laughs> I, anyway, it didn't do it for me because of the iterative thing and those questions you brought so up. So you, you're going to are you yeah. saying you're going to play all the games we're about to talk about? You're going to end up playing them on your PC. I'm either going to play it on my current Xbox yeah. One or on my PC. Maybe I'll get that slim though. It's we'll talk about. Right. Slim and my, is really pretty. And Microsoft yeah. doesn't care. That's I mm-hmm. think the, yeah. that's I think the thing that a lot of people are. And it's not their fault. It's just like because of how consoles have always been mm-hmm. done, people just can't wrap their heads around that. To be fair, you might all be right. I heard was a bunch of tech terms. I didn't see the product. I didn't right. see what makes it really special. I saw a bunch of dudes talking at a camera about how great it's going to be. Isn't and that, that, that like every marketing campaign ever? <laughs> yeah, but like, like until I have it games? in my hands and I can try it out for myself and really see how much of a difference it makes, that's when I'll say, wow, okay, yeah. I need to buy this. Yeah, I mean, of course, it's the same yeah. thing with Neo. Like, mm-hmm. number six teraflops doesn't mean anything to me. Like, I just want to yeah. see how cool it looks yeah. Yeah, compared to what I already own. So and, I, uh, I have a question. I'm in the same place with Neo, too. So. On the back of that. Sure. Uh, I try really hard to remove myself from industry and think of what Alana 10 years ago would have thought of the Scorpio, and I feel like I would have been excited. Eight-year-old Alana who yeah. was playing with Barbies. Wait, I was 
I was older than that. Ten years ago. I was 12. <laughs> I was almost 13. <laughs> All right. So I think I would have been super excited about it. At this point, I don't think that I'm going to buy a Scorpio. When it comes out, I think that I'm... I really like the Slim, but I think that I'm happy to stick with my Xbox One for quite a while longer yeah. unless mm-hmm. they prove something else to me. Does anyone else in this room desperately want a Scorpio when it comes no. out? I mean, from everything they were saying, it seems like a lot of a lot of the difference is going to come down to if you have a 4K TV or not. Yeah. I'm totally fine with the TV I currently have. For oh, the yeah, time me being. Too. oh, it does 4K? That's great. I don't have a 4K TV, so I can't even utilize that power. Also, we've, you know. this podcast has a long history of me not caring about peas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was the yeah, Mitch Dyer, I mean, Marty Sleeve, Legacy. I, <laughs> I like to have the latest 4K. and greatest thing when I can, but mm-hmm. finances don't always allow that. Mm-hmm. So I think the price is going to be a factor for yeah. me, um, and also the the VR situation because that's that's the other thing. You guys started to talk about it with: Will it be Oculus? Will it be Vive? You can kind of make. I mean, the obvious choice is Oculus because they already have a partnership the with them. Yeah. The Xbox controller ships with every single Oculus. There's a there is like a silly theater mode thing you can do with your PC to watch Xbox games on it. Uh, So there's already some kind of a business relationship there. But at the same time, like, if I I were to choose, I would rather the Vive be the one because if if, uh, Microsoft backs the Vive and a bunch of, you know, Xbox games go to the Vive... Mm -hmm. The Vive's my favorite of the three mm-hmm. because of the room-sensing technology. It have, really makes I a difference. Val's been the, doing some great stuff. Oculus is going to get that, I think. Yeah, and I also have a feeling three years from now, Oculus will buy the Vive technology. That there Entirely won't be possible. Enough, there, there's not going to be enough room in the VR space for three contenders. I think PSVR will be fine just because of the install base. Mm-hmm. Right. Oculus will be fine because of the... Huge amount of money. Chest of money. Facebook, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I think eventually, like, they're just going to sort of quasi merge. It's, it's actually kind of a fair point that maybe Vive would be the one to die. Yeah. Despite it being think, the best hardware. Yeah, I don't think necessarily die. I just it's think expensive. It will, it's expensive. It's just along. Yeah, it'll get a similar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Oculus. I don't know if they do it yet, but probably will eventually ship with two cameras, and you just have to set them up on opposite sides. Well, of it's just the one. Which means it's like it's like a thing you would. Yeah, yeah and Oculus Touch is great. Yeah, Oculus Touch is awesome, mm-hmm. um, and they're and already developing some really cool games for it. So, yep. yeah, uh, but it's funny we've spoken about like consoles having 4K a bunch, and that of everything that I've ever spoken about on the show has gotten the most angry tweets. With so many what, people who were like, "There thing? is no way consoles are ever going to run 4K. You're all dumb. Why did you get a job in this industry?" And it's like, oh. It happened. What? Really? Yeah, people have been really angry at me for saying that, and I like want to figure out why. Like, wh- why did people They'll think never that, that do wasn't 4K, a thing? Even if this was the next gen, of course they would. That's where the market's people going. Didn't that's think it was crazy. Possible. I don't know. It is a lot of pixels. I mean, that's yeah. it, because I think it's not possible. My Roku can do it. I think they're saying that, but <laughs> probably because my there, iPhone can. There yeah. really aren't any PC games now running on high-end cards that can run 4K. Well, that's true. Uh, now, of course, the difference is Scorpio and Neo. If it if it can do it too, is uh, they're they're going to be you know you can code for them. Whereas a PC, you know, you can't you narrow in yeah. you can't narrow in your optimization quite as much. I mean, that said, if uh, I think I've talked about before on the show, uh, I saw a third party game running in very clunky PC yeah. 4K uh, a little while back, and if that is what 4K is, and they lock down frame rate and everything. Like, holy crap, does it look good? Mm-hmm. Like, it is like startlingly good. Now, and mm-hmm. so, if next year at E3, two E3s from now, three E3s, we see the difference between what a game's going to look like on the Xbox One and what a game's going to look like on that, and if it's that difference, yeah, maybe I will jump aboard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I mean, I say this without having seen a game uh, in running in 4K. Maybe it will also blow my mind, but I would rather just have a 1080p 60 game with unbelievable visuals. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, just something that's, you know, dial down the, the like resolution a, good a little direction. bit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm always art direction over yeah. just graphics. Like, yeah. I still think Okami is one of the best-looking games of all time. I love mm-hmm. Yeah. One other thing that scares me is uh, I saw ghosts. developers saying, <laughs> of, course, of course, ghosts and ghosts spiders, which I'm worried about. about um, the fact that developers were hearing about Scorpio for the first time when it was announced on stage. Uh, oh, wow. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there were people saying, like, this is the first time I've heard about Scorpio. So they're ready to start developing mm. today, basically. So that's going to be a big hill because nobody can utilize that hardware until well, that was and, announced uh, on stage. Most games are made on PC, and most games yeah. have to be dumbed down a little bit for consoles. It's probably not so just like, file save as, though. No, that's how games are file save as. That's, yeah. why, we're, that's, that's why we got South Park backwards compatible <laughs> finally. Woo! They finally file save as. That's it. Mm. Uh, and that's why some devs are probably like, what? Yeah. Like, you're telling me now? Yeah. And you, yeah. you bring up one other point on Scorpio mm-hmm. I, wanted to, I wanted to talk about before we move on, and that's uh, the lineup. I was thinking about this, like, the the Sony and Microsoft conferences were both excellent in their own regards. Uh, I thought they were very Apple and RNG, just in a, in a coincidental way. In that most, and I know this is going to get misinterpreted by people too, but whatever. I, I don't mean it that way. Most of Sony, what Sony showed was like pretty far out on the horizon stuff. Yeah. Look great, don't get me wrong. Phil, Phil actually gave like, a little heat for you that. You don't think we're going to th- see uh, Death Stranding next year? <laughs> I don't think so. No. I'd okay. be willing to make an in and out think they said, I think they said, next year. But, I think they said production began. But, uh, you know, whereas, whereas yeah. a large chunk of what we saw at Xbox's conference is out this year. Yeah, uh, yeah Microsoft, was, a good point. Microsoft was here 90%. Here's what you're going to be playing in the next six to eight months. Yeah. And here's a small tease of the future. Right. Whereas Sony was, uh, you're going to be playing Last Guardian in six to eight months. And then here is an hour on the future. Right. Yeah. And where I was going with that was I was thinking like, oh, what, what's been announced for Microsoft that we could count on as a Scorpio launch title? And mm. I know that there are – there's – Kind of no such thing because it's backwards you know, and forwards compatible, right? And Rod Ferguson, the studio head at, at uh, the Coalition for Gears of War Four, was on our post show. I interviewed him, and he said, "Oh yeah, we're gonna have, we'll be ready for Scorp. We can just have the game mm-hmm. update it, and you pop, you pop Gears Four in your Scorpio." So and maybe it's they've gonna, made it really simple, in at least or given the option, right, yeah. to the developers. But what I mean by launch title is what's there will have to be. Those showpiece titles the, the that rise. come out, that the game come, that just yeah. looks gorgeous. That come out at the mm-hmm. same time mm-hmm. of the Scorpio next fall, mm-hmm. and, and and really you can point to them as like, oh, that's what that thing yeah. can do. And I could only come up with two games. Crackdown. And, do you crackdown? think Crackdown's going to be that? See, I think Crackdown's out sooner than that. I that and I also don't think that Crackdown is the type of game that you would well, use for that. It kind of has yeah, a unique art direction, right? right? It's not really it's a... It's not realistic. It's, but well, it's all about the cloud processing power that they're pushing with that that's one. True. Like when right. uh, I that played it. Own... <sighs> <laughs> you played it? Uh, yeah, you didn't Shocking. know? Uh, but I mean, when consoles come out, they talked about. Sounds though. like a lie to be honest. That's what they like, talked I about. Of, don't even believe you, really. Uh, when consoles come out, one of the things that uh, is always a showcase is a racing game. So we're gonna have Forza. Yep. Forza Motorsport yep. Seven yep. is uh, unannounced yep. but obvious. Okay, what is your other game? The other yeah. one I was thinking. The only other one I could think of that would sort of fit that window based on what we know now is State of Decay Two. Oh, and yeah. I, that's, uh, I don't know the yeah. release date of State of Decay Two. Yeah. I would I have, have guessed no clue. Halo. 
But Halo is yeah. on a three-year cycle. It's all, and that's not to say that's, that's not to say it can't move to a two-year cycle. What's well, been a year? It's yeah. no, it's been six months. It was November. No, no way. Uh, it's it was that? October. Late October. Late, it was like October okay. 2015. Or something. So their cal- their calendar as it's literally always been fall 2018. 20 would be fall yeah. 2018. Do I expect we'll see some sort of like? Scorpio fueled teaser for Halo Six at E3 yeah. 2017. Right. Absolutely, yeah. but f- yeah, dead, State of Decay two, and uh, as as just a guess based on you know because hey, they that announced- trailer that we got was entirely cinematic, right? Yeah, State of Decay was just people driving up a highway and then pulling yeah, yeah. 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 off. Yeah. so State of Decay and Forza, are, are, are am I missing any? You're not missing you anything. Don't be but really you're coming s- at this from the wrong angle. Okay, you're coming at this from what Microsoft has done for the past three years as yes. opposed to coming at this what if they treat Scorpio the way Sony has treated the last three years where first party is sort of an afterthought and what if Scorpio is launching with uh, 4K versions of the next Call of Duty 4K versions of Assassin's Creed Egypt 4K mm. versions of the next Battlefront so the problem 4K with that, versions of Final Fantasy 7 Remake the problem mm. I see with that is that according to widespread reports no facts yet Neo will be out first and they they're that advantage is negated because Neo can make the exact same third-party claims. I mean, allegedly, yeah. Scorpio is way more powerful, so maybe that's mm-hmm. than, than the Neo is. So maybe that's a difference. But I'm just you know, so I'm thinking of first-party things as differentiating. I mean, still, again, Oculus would count as one of those in this situation. If we have if it Forza and it, then it launches with Oculus compatibility what, immediately. What if they're like, yeah, we have Oculus compatibility. By the way, it'll also totally run the Vive if you prefer that platform. I and don't the old, and I, then like they have a Steam integration and the they can Todd run Howard the Steam thing, games. Like that's confusing, and I mean this is a stretch, but it could even be like I don't I don't see that happening because of the partnership with Oculus. I feel like that would ruin that partnership and that Got would it. damage their relationship. Yeah. But maybe it could be that Fallout VR is waiting to launch on Oculus for Scorpio. Entirely possible. Maybe they Absolutely have Bethesda entirely. titles. That I mean, just like only you know, on one, of my, one of my favorite things for me three, probably my literal tied for favorite thing, was Batman VR, which was yeah. only shown on. It was really good. PlayStation VR, mm-hmm. but how could that not at some point? Like, even if Sony maybe bought a Time window exclusive. of exclusive, oh, yeah, exclusive, I, I that's got to come yeah. to the other VR yeah, platforms, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to make Occam an exclusive at this point. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you know, you, that's a great point. I mean, Maybe Oculus fills that yeah. gap. The, the VR I, games I think fill it that. Would do that a very good job launch. of that. Like it's the market's so different now to how it has been for the last two generations. So yeah. we have to consider that. We also have to move on. We do, in yeah. fact, have to move Y'all on. You want to talk about the Xbox One Slim? Uh, uh, I really do. Actually, it's so small and it looks beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yeah. I really like it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it has. <laughs> just lots of holes. Yeah. The various holes. It's perforated. That's but how like, they presented it. They're like, oh, look. look but there's a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's, what is it? They said the percentage on the press number. It's how much smaller it is than the current Xbox. 40. 40. Yeah, 40%. 40%. And the power brick is built into the console. Yes. So internal power supply. Yes. I've just redone all my work. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and from what I the first... heard from being in a room with one, they are silent. That makes any noise. So you well, were, okay. I haven't been in the, I haven't though, been right? in a quiet room with one, mm-hmm. but that was my big question is because that's the the Xbox One is dead silent. Mm-hmm. It, it, my it power just, bricks are super noisy, unbelievably <laughs> quiet. And so yeah, I really the hope brick the, the is noisy. Is as well. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I thought it, you know because the pictures leaked out ahead of time. Yeah. And just from the pictures, the press photos, 
it didn't look that much smaller. But then yeah. in person, it's, it was like, oh, yeah, it guy. is in fact. So does it? Yeah. You know how there's a, that black bar underneath it? Is that a yeah. stand or is that part of the console? Uh, well, there was the because there's the white. There and is then a underneath stand a little for vertical. Thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. but there's not a stand for horizontal. So the black part on the bottom it's just part of the console. is part it, of the console. Yeah. So. Did okay. you guys see one with a connect? So no. thank you for bringing that up, Destin. Yeah. We learned that there is no connect port. That if you want to use connect with it. It requires an adapter, which you can get for free from Microsoft. Here's the bad news. That adapter uh, requires a, an a- AC a power adapter. Brick. A, a power A power <laughs> <No>. adapter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> really? Why? I love Connect so oh, much, but it's also oh, funny because like the front of Connect is like the same size. Like the Connect <laughs> camera is the same size as the Xbox One S. Like if you don't look from the back of it, that thing's huge compared to that. Like, yeah. uh, I love Connect. Now the, the surprise, how, how the surprise Sorry. to me. Well, there's a couple things. So I, I may be reading way too deeply into this, but I thought that the 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 move to white for the Xbox mm-hmm. One S is sort of a, a two birds, one stone thing. One, it sort of pivots away from... It, it is a like literal rebranding of the Xbox One. Like, oh, forget forget that one. Yeah. Here, it's white now. Yeah. Uh, so it's, you know, to any, bury any lingering bad memories that the general consumer public True. might have of the Xbox One. And number two, it has the, the added bonus of evoking... Another popular white console, the Xbox 360, yeah. which uh, everybody super loved. Yeah. Uh, so I got to figure that the, the the color choice was very much intentional on Microsoft. Good also, point. I wanted in black. Oh really? I, I like black consoles I like yeah. white more. Consoles. Yeah. Uh, well, it covers up dust. I like purple, part. like the game. Oh, nice. That's mm-hmm. sucks to be you. Yeah. Uh, wow. It also it's harsh. Yeah. Well, there aren't any other purple consoles. Faceplates. <laughs> Rest in place. Rest in face. I used to customize faceplates. Oh, that was, it was very fun. That was a dumb I would paint them, and yeah. I, I put really a purple liked one it, on right? mine. Um, <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, I feel like a lot of their marketing was very Apple. Like even the Scorpio trail, the, that, trailer, that sexy teaser, sizzle like reel just, thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then the yeah. way the text popped up, and even like the font, it all was very Apple. And I wonder if like that was an intentional marketing decision to make everything Apple to to try and have that iterative thing going mm-hmm. the way that Apple successfully has. So the mm-hmm. S gonna, is going to start at $300 for the 500 gigabyte version, and then it's uh, $350 for the 1 terabyte, $400 for the 2 terabyte version. And I, it, the other, the surprising thing to me is it has HDR support. It actually is slightly better hardware. If mm-hmm. you've got the extra hardware at home, in the form of the television, uh, HDR, if you've got a TV for it. So I believe what Gears of War 4. Yeah, I don't know. It, it is a lighting effect, high dynamic range oh, yes, lighting. Yes. Okay. So if you have an HDR equipped television, you can get the HDR effect through the Xbox One S. Got it. Uh, which, yeah, evidently Gears 4, and I believe they said Forza Horizon 3 was going to yeah. utilize that as well, which would make perfect sense given that wizards work at Playground. Mm-hmm. Um, Actual wizards. So, wizard. yeah, we're 100% going to test that once we can get an Xbox One S, and uh, we'll go find an HDR television, and then... We'll just plug it in at Best Buy. Have to... Mm. I've done that before. <laughs> I did that with a 360, 
actually. Did you game at Best Buy? No, I just went and because I wanted to see which TV to buy, and I had oh, yeah. we had the consoles huh. before the general public did. You just so. bought it there and plugged it into a bunch yeah, of TVs. Yeah, I asked, I asked, and they were very accommodating. Oh, that's cool. It's very nice. Wow. They're very nice people at Best Buy. And then you bought it on Amazon. <laughs> 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 Might not be far from the truth. So you've also written here. I'll be damned if I understand how the hell they're going to sell any of these after yeah, announcing the that's, I, yeah, th- they seem to have painted themselves into a corner. Well, I don't. I think the point is that they, what they're trying to do is get rid of the original Xbox One. I don't think it's that they're trying to sell this. They're just trying to replace the Xbox One. They're trying to flush it out. So it's like kind of like they did with the and they, very quickly. Yeah. yeah, and they did cut. They they've cut the current price of the current black Xbox One to two seventy nine in crazy. an effort to to spur that. Yeah, but and yeah, so I mean, this one's two ninety nine. It starts at two ninety nine. Yeah, for the five hundred gig version. But yeah, I, I just don't see after that. If you're a gamer who's who's seen or heard about Microsoft C3, you're gonna wait. For why game. would you? Yeah, I would think July sales are gonna be nothing for the yeah. Xbox One. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they did do a price cut, you might get those families that just bucks. see the price cut. Yeah. They don't know about it's all this news. Also true, like how many people who buy consoles are those hardcore gamers, and how many of them are families mm. that walk into a store and say, "Oh, that one's." Like, oh, it's two seventy nine. And it's, it's only $20 more expensive than the big one? Yeah, I'll right. get that. Yeah. I will say that being said, uh, it's entirely possible that Microsoft is just playing the long game and they don't care if they torpedo console sales for one month mm-hmm. yeah. in order mm-hmm. to help make that rebrand yep. go faster and go smoother. Yeah. If, if, I could I sell, if I could sell my Xbox One for like two fifty, it's a day one, yep. uh, and then buy this one, I'll pay you the 50 bucks, But... I don't know about dropping the full 300 on a new console. That's going to be a well, little tricky. And here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I were getting an S, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want the 500. You will fill that 500 gig hard drive well, already, so fast. Yeah. yeah. I already uh, have the external. Though, I guess if, yeah, so, if you've already yeah. got an external, they're, they've already. So for me, I just plug in the external and I'm good to go. Yeah. But then your like tiny I'm, console isn't as tiny anymore. I feel, yeah. I feel insane that I don't care about how much is on the hard drive. I'm like, a, my Xbox One's like a monk. It has like, <laughs> I think it has inside on it now, and that's all. <laughs> You, what do you, you just delete, delete games delete? after yeah. you play yeah. them? Yeah. If, I'm not gonna, if I know I'm not going to play something. What? Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, my save you, files are still there. Okay, could That's it true. be partly, like, I keep things there in usually in relation to achievements. So it's like, if there's achievements that I still want on that game, mm, then so, I won't delete yeah. it. Good point. I don't, my, right. my work machine. And that could be what it yeah. is. It's like, he, I care about that. So it's like, when I had, uh, I got almost all of them on Quantum Break except for some dumb collectible stuff that I was like, yeah, yeah I'm going to delete that now. I mean, I stopped caring when I started working in the industry and especially like I was doing guides and stuff where I would get Platinums and uh, thousands in games but it would be in debug versions. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, alright, at this point, like, this is this means nothing to me. Yeah. I'm kind of yeah, That's better. I would prefer yeah. not to care. But yeah, I'm like I halfway do. between you guys in that I only keep, I delete things unless they're ones that I think I might want to access Later, yeah. really quick, like yeah. so. Master Chief Collection has a permanent oh, yeah. place I'll on my never, hard drive. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto Five has a per- a permanent mm-hmm. place on my hard drive, which and, sucks because it's so big. Yeah, I actually and, have yeah. Inside and Rare Replay. That's on my. Screen. And I've even got Rare Replay or well, Rare Replay is like thirty games. Yeah, yeah. For, and they're like thirty megabytes. But total. you yeah. download them individually, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think yeah. I have yeah. all of them. But even then, even with just curating my my game my active game library down to the things I super care about, my. 500 gig is so filled up. Yeah, yeah. every time I'm, that I'm I want to install a new external. game, I have to delete something. I got the hard drive you recommended. It works fantastic. Um, it's 
E like 20% yeah. full. Eric Newstetter recommended that. E, formerly yeah. of the Xbox Live Ops team. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I hide it behind my receiver, so yeah. you can't you really tell. The burglars can find it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All, All right, right we've we got to move on. Off. So uh, really fast. I can't believe we just talked about two new Xboxes yeah. after E3. That's yeah, that's crazy. Unbelievable from Microsoft. Uh, let's talk games, and let's start with Sea of Thieves. Yep. Uh, how much fun. So, okay, I guess let's preface this. This was the game that I couldn't wait to play heading into E3. Mm-hmm. The, Same. The presentation, the stage demo started. You loved it. No. <laughs> I didn't love, I loved the game. Yeah. I didn't, so I, uh, I liked that. This, I caught yeah. some flack so from, the, the, well, the Rare guys were giving me some, uh, some good-natured ribbing on this, but actually we did talk seriously about it as well. I didn't like the fact that they had community people sort of yelling and screaming and having a good time. Were those community people? Yes, or were yes. They, they, were not, yeah. they were not hired yeah. guns of any sort. Yeah, they weren't like YouTubers um, or anything. So yeah. I thought it, 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 it distracted me from the gameplay reveal. Mm-hmm. But then I played the game. And you did and the same thing? hypocritically, I did exactly the same thing. Now, I still stand by my criticism. I don't think that was, I don't think that was the best way to reveal what the gameplay. What do you gameplay. think would have been better? I would have rather had... Uh, not at like a totally robotic devs reading a script, but just the de- <laughs> like the let's, oh. let's get out of here. The Wildlands, Wildlands. Oh, the Minecraft so presentation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. bad too. I, I would I would have liked to have had just the developers up there talking calmly and succinctly about things going on in the game and the then, features, the no, things you maybe can do. That okay, Dad. <laughs> Maybe that would have turned out worse, you know. For all, I mean, they made their choice, and I did. Yeah, yeah I, I had a conversation with them about. I totally best. like a lot of people were really split. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't love it, but I, I especially after playing it, was like, this is an authentic yeah. representation of what it's like yep. to play that game. Yeah, that one is exactly my, what it's like. One of my favorite reveals, similar to that, was Red Dead Redemption's multiplayer, and the announcer kind of takes you through all the modes and everything that are available, and he just kind of narrates it. There's like really there's exclamation point moments is what mm-hmm. I refer to them where they bring the sound up, they just kind of show the action. That's how they should have done Sea of Thieves, not four people screaming at you from a camera. I yeah, feel like that would have been a more polished like, What I remember from Sea of Thieves is Alana Altano, Andrew, and I yelling and laughing. Yes. And, yeah. and I did the same thing. You've had that experience, though. The majority of the public has not. And no, that... most of the public were at E3. Yeah, the majority, <laughs> majority <laughs> of uh, the wealth was actually at E3. Yeah, 4.5 billion. Yeah. Do you guys think that... Like, people are going to identify with that? Do I mean, you think I it liked was a it smart strategy? before I played it, is the mm-hmm. thing. So I liked that anyway, because I saw that, especially after uh, we went and played Werewolves Within at mm-hmm. Ubisoft maybe a few months ago, and it was a group of us yelling and playing VR. And it was like, after doing that with my friends, uh, especially, like, you made a note of, like, it being kind of like Evolve here. When I play Evolve, I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, yelling. Yeah. And we're all talking over each other, and everything's chaotic. Like, because I can relate to the way that that was, I absolutely mm-hmm. think that was a good way to represent it. Because, okay. like, that's what this game is going to be. So, that aside, when we actually got to yes. play the game, mm-hmm. I have to say, yeah, I, I want to go around the table. I know, Marty, you have an mm-hmm. amazing story from your... Uh, so, but for me... I was in there with four totally random people. It was, I think, mm. it was one or two rare guys, and then uh, the rest were filled out by fellow media folks, mm-hmm. sh- you know, showcase attendees, and uh, we were all talking to each other. We were all communicating. I kind of pl- ended up playing the sort of jack of all trades. I 
worked the sails a little bit. I went up in the crow's nest and was doing some lookout stuff towards the end. Uh, I didn't get on the wheel. That was the only thing. I didn't get to steer the ship at all. That's what I did the whole time. <laughs> but I was down there. We'd get hit with cannon fire, and the, the ship would spring leaks, up. and I'd go down, and I'd uh, take the plank and, and patch up the hull. And it's first of all, it's stunning to look at. I think the art direction's gorgeous. The, the water looks incredible. The waves look great. Uh, did you guys play? Did you guys see it? Uh, what time of day was it in the game? It cycled. It started. It cycled. Yeah. Yeah. Because my game, my game was during the day. But then I, after my session was over, I just stood there and took notes and watched the next group. Mm-hmm. And theirs was under the bright moonlight that eventually went to dusk, uh, dawn. And it just looked yeah. Yeah. amazing. Looked yeah. so good. Uh, and yeah, I, I was yelling like a pirate. I was like, hard to starboard from up in the crow's nest. Mm-hmm. And I, I had such, I had a huge smile on my face mm-hmm. the whole time. And yes, that's, same. It, there are, we have, you know, we talked about some concerns about the, what the rest of the game is, totally. what, the, what, is what is the progression you know what is going to keep you playing this game? I'm very worried that but, this game is is great at a convention and in the long run is going to die. Which is what happened to Evolve. Exactly what happened to Evolve. Evolve I loved it when I first right. played it, mm-hmm. but I just you know. But I'm not willing to make that judgment yet. No, of course Absolutely. we need to know more. What we minutes. what yes. I played was probably the most fun I had at E3. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too, definitely. Yeah, so. Yeah, and it was like uh, mechanically relatively Spartan. Like it had, uh, you had a couple items in your inventory. You had like a cup of grog that you could just use to get drunk, and all of a sudden it did the effect. Which obviously we did immediately. <laughs> we did immediately. And and barely walked to the ship. Brian falling in the water. Yeah. And <laughs> we was all to Marty imitating life, eh, Marty? <laughs> also, uh, then we got on the ship, and we all had different instruments, so we started playing music together. Because yeah. if you play music around each other, I think I had an accordion or yeah. something. It, it would uh, play synchronizes. The same song. Yeah. So, so you all play music together. I didn't even see yeah, that. That's great. Awesome. It's like a lot of like just cute little. Did one of you have a little guitar? Yeah. Yeah. There's a little. There's like a piccolo. There was an accordion. Yeah. There's a drum. Yeah, and then uh, Hana got on the wheel, and yeah. the three of us tried to figure out how the hell to steer a ship. So we started, we raised the anchor, we yep. lowered the sails, sails. we like, it had those angled wind, it to we, where the wind was. Yeah, like the wind has these lines, like a yeah. little white. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we basically did that until we found uh, we found two other ships mm-hmm. eventually, and then it was because when you're the captain, you can't see past the sails, so I would right. have to like tell people to direct me where so to turn. So we're like, yelling, like, hard right, hard right. Yeah, or yeah. if I needed to take a sharp turn, I would have to get someone to raise a sail mm-hmm. so I could turn or drop faster. the anchor. So it was there's tons of communication. It's super. Then we got important. on the cannons and we started firing at the other oh, ship. The can- and, and yeah. It turns out every other ship were other players. There was probably three there were players th- in the world. There were three. Oh, wow. I believe uh, each three, was yeah. three groups. Okay, so, so 15. fifteen total yeah. people. Yeah. And uh, what was I just going to say on that note? Oh yeah, I loved that the the cannons had no tutorial. There were no tutorials of oh, any yeah. sort. But I really liked that the cannon didn't have the the total video game like. Here's the arc of yeah. where yeah. you're aiming. Like, yeah. nope, you just have to shoot it and, and learn. Like, oh, wait, yeah. I was way off. I love that. that. Yeah. I mm-hmm. hope they keep mm-hmm. that in the final game. Um, oh, by the way, in the final game, I, I talked to Rare, you will have to load the cannons yourself. <laughs> in, in the demo, they, they were like, just to speed Auto things fire. up. Yeah. yeah, you could just shoot as much That's as you want. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, what happened in your game, Marty? So what happened next was we were just like fighting against these other ships I think Brian like fell off into the water at yeah, some yeah, point I think we or something. Him at some point. <laughs> so so Monty jumps off the ship and goes to another ship. Yeah, we pretty and, much rammed into it. Yeah, and, I and, and which you'd wanted to do for a really long time. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, poor pet. But then you get on the ship and realize that you don't actually have a weapon. Yeah. So 
you can't really do anything about it when you get there. Yeah, and so they're all just looking at me. They realize I'm on a different team. And we they... have to keep shooting, by the way. Yeah. We're not like, Monty, we can't stop shooting <laughs> yeah. them just because you're on that ship. And so I raised their anchor <laughs> and, the th- and, and ran away, and the three of them were like, what? And they started to... Uh, uh, Get to, three of them went to a wheel and started to lower the anchor again, and then I went to the sails and just raised all the sails. And then when they turned, and then I went back to the wheel, grabbed it, and just started pulling in the opposite direction. And so they couldn't do anything. Like for the last five so minutes of the like, game, I were crippled like their three ship. of them on this wheel, yeah. and they were like pulling in one direction, and Monty was just pulling in the opposite direction. So they and then at one point you were, you were just playing the accordion, accordion. And, then I would like, and then I would start because I couldn't communicate with them. They had no idea who I was, and then I would just leave, and then they'd be able to pull it up, and I'd start playing the accordion again and then drop their sails. <laughs> so you're saying you, you've just uh, focus tested the game. But we, Rare needs some uh, anti-troll measures. No, oh, it was yeah. the best. I mean, I'm sure they're going to get, like, get like a sword. Yeah, sure. You're going to get a That's probably a loot pistol. thing. Um, yeah, but I, I just, it was one of those games where I was like, I wonder if I could do this. And I was like, oh, no, I totally can do this. Yeah. yeah. The so, idea of them just not knowing who you are. Or, like, you're just the worst pirate ever. <laughs> like, no, I'm helping. Just sort of yeah. It was just like innocent Dennis the Menace just oh, rooting the so last good. five minutes of their play oh, session. Yeah. But the whole time we still had to keep shooting at him because yeah. we were like, Monty, we can't just stop yeah. shooting. And I love that eventually you take on enough water where you literally have to swim below yeah. decks to go yeah. try and patch things up. I was yeah, also that's just, what Andrew was doing. I was also yeah. just a wild card because they, the other ship that I was on took damage because of us. Mm-hmm. And I went downstairs and patched it up. So they were like, what is this? <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> Who is this guy? Yeah, he was mad with Alana, you and I, before we move on to the next round, games you and i were talking we were having an interesting conversation yesterday you know about uh the concerns of will this suffer from the evolve like problem because is you know it communication is is important in this game Mm -hmm. and if you're not playing with a group of friends are you going to have a good time in this game i think no like i really again i'm not willing to say definitively because we don't know what's going to drive players in this game but you know, I think outside of a convention setting where everything works and they have to make sure everything works and you can all talk to each right. other and everyone has a good mic, I don't see what will keep people playing this game. So many people don't use mics anymore. Right. The irony that we've gone from from ever, from a mic being included with every box yeah. when live launched being this amazing thing to now people are like, yeah, and I think with Sea of Thieves, I again from what I played I don't think I will ever play this unless I have a group of friends online now, who remember, wants to play it uh, Mikey Barra who I know listens to the show one of the Mikey. platform guys at Microsoft he got on stage and announced uh, several new community features coming to Xbox Live including looking for a group mm-hmm. yeah. so theoretically Sea of Thieves could be a perfect beneficiary of that where you could just queue up into that and be matched with like you know with similar similar taste uh, players that yeah. all have mics. Yeah. Uh, again, it's still from what we saw. It's you get on a ship and you shoot other ships. I what have, else is there? I have a feeling they're, they they didn't showcase any of the systems. I think so. Right too. Well, we, and we, and we know there's these treasure like hunts on land. Exactly. That's. I think it's that we haven't seen enough. It's just what yeah. we did see wasn't enough to keep me going. And, and I don't think it's. I, yeah. I mean, I think it's we have to walk that line, right? Because there's the line between we don't want to get. Overhyped based on what we played, only to be let down later if these these other you know if the depth isn't there. Exactly what happened with Evolve. It, it's our job to question it, but at the same time, we don't want to look past the fact that we all had an awesome time oh, yeah. playing totally. this game. I, that's like one of the only times in my life I've ever cried laughing was while playing Sea of Thieves at E3. <laughs> the picture uh, that so somebody tired. snapped yeah. of you guys yeah. playing, Marty's in the foreground, and yeah. you are just. 
it's clearly when you're that was screwing with those guys. Yeah, yeah, it was. And yeah. You just have this this genuine <laughs> yeah. look of of enjoyment and on Alana's your face. crying, and yeah. Brian's looking at me very confused. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, because you wouldn't have been able to see what you were doing. No, <laughs> I could because you were next to me. So uh, it, was, uh, it was yeah, it was super fun. Like mm-hmm. definitely in terms of gameplay, my highlight of. E3 even above Arkham VR which a lot of people chose as theirs and like, I mean honestly above Zelda despite Zelda being Zelda yeah. it was just that much fun but it's I, yeah I just don't know how much legs it has so we have many more questions yeah. but man the, there is a there is a core there is a great experience ex- incredible enjoyment yeah. there mm-hmm. and it's it's up to Rare to show us what the rest of it is and yep. what that depth is and hopefully Rare will will decide that uh, we are the people that can help tell yeah. that story yeah. because we only have a month-long thing that we do called IGN First where we can go into these sorts of details. Yard. Hint, hint, because I know everyone Yard. from Rare is listening Yard. right now. Hi, Rare. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> also, um, please make Banjo 3 for Marty because <laughs> it would really make him happy. <laughs> Damn it. <sighs> you guys did it. It was terrible. State of Decay 2, we got an announced trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you guys think of it? It's a cool trailer. Um, yeah. I have faith in this game. The first one's great. Uh, the Game of the Year edition or whatever it was called, Survival Edition. Yeah, Year One Survival Edition. Yeah. Uh, that was great. Uh, it was strange that we had, uh, if you count The Walking Dead, four zombie games on various stages throughout the week. That yeah. is true. Dead Rising and with uh, Days Gone on the Sony stage. Um, but knowing what stage of the game hey, is... Hey, those aren't zombies. Those are freakers. Yeah, no, no, says, no, uh, no says Sony. No, no they're zombies. They're zombies. That. Um, yeah, but I mean, we saw very little of it, but uh, I think this is one of those games we'll see maybe more at Gamescom or early yeah. next year. Yeah, and I talked to... In fact, I forgot to mention at the top, I had uh, uh, met Jeff Strain, the head of the studio, the founder of Undead Labs, at a coffee shop around the corner from the IGN War Room, so uh, sorry for the background audio. Like everybody gonna... went there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, coming up, yeah, coming yeah. up after whenever we're done talking, I have a 27 or so minute interview with Jeff Strain talking about uh, State of Decay 2. He tells you what uh, State of Decay 2 is, which it's not an MMO, which mm-hmm. is what Class Four was originally envisioned mm-hmm. as the follow up was originally going to be. He says they started to make that game. And then, for reasons you will hear him explain, decided not to. Hmm. So, State of Decay 2 is a four-player drop-in, drop-out like co-op State of Good. Decay, which Does sounds... he say what state it takes place? State of Panic, Marty. I'm oh. so glad that it's not World of Decay, like you thought it what might be. What about Country of Decay? No, terrible. Peninsula. Nation of Decay, oh, Land of Decay. Of decay is okay. Yeah, it's yeah. Archipelago of Decay. No, mm. that's fine. Thanks, man. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, State of Decay 2, very promising. Yeah, I mean, don't have a lot to say right now. We, didn't, we don't have anything to go on, yeah. but I'm sure we'll be seeing more in the coming months there. There was a brief moment of characters hugging and stuff, which makes me think there will oh, be more be a hug button. Depth, depth towards oh. the character interactions. Yeah. That would be great. It's already mm-hmm. it's secretly a role-playing game already, yeah. Yeah. so mm-hmm. the, the deeper they can go on that, the better. Let the secret out. Shh. Secret um, of- for more zombies, obviously, we got Dead Rising 4, mm-hmm. which... Frank West! We were right. It's Frank West. Yeah. Uh, it's in the te- Willamette? Yeah. Back in the mm-hmm. Little Colorado, mm-hmm. that's yeah. right. Uh, so that's, I really like both of those things, but uh, it definitely looks a lot more Dead Rising 3 in terms of like crazy weapons than yeah. it does like Dead Rising 1. I still haven't played a lot of 3. Yeah. 
But also, I it's very silly. Yeah. It takes place around Christmas. Frank gets like a power suit where he's able to pull up stop signs from the ground that still have giant slabs of concrete on them. Yeah, I don't know. People. I don't know if I like that. I like, totally like I think that. I prefer it's, it the way that it was. But. It's cool, but I like that kind of as an option. But that's all they're showcasing. They don't show any well, of like. They got to give you the the quick sell. Yeah, that's I true. Guess. I'm sure it's still gonna have yeah. regular little guns and shovels mm-hmm. and katanas. And but like, so in the first one, you built up to the silly. Mm-hmm. You know, like that was your reward you for spending a lot of time. I'm the clown, and then got many chainsaws that had you had to collect books so that they would last long enough. Yeah, that exactly. was ridiculous. So it was well, okay, the way they did it wasn't great, but the fact no, that you I had to that. earn it. <laughs> the I loved fact, all of that. The fact that you had to earn it, I liked. And in I mean, this one they're just like, hey, you just go to a store and get whatever you want. Well, I mean, you Dead that, Rising yeah. 3 didn't really have to earn it. Mm-hmm. You just collected yeah. stuff. Even in stuff 2 together. you had to get all the pieces and build those Wolverine boxing gloves and yeah. stuff like that. And yeah. I I don't know. I like that too. Yeah, um I don't think that Dead Rising 4 looks similar to the first one, but at the same time, I don't think it looks similar to the... It doesn't look too different to the third one, so it, it kind it's of like feels like... It's like a blend of one and three, right? That's mm-hmm. kind of what I'm trying to say, yeah. And it's like a Christmas. mix of the two. I like the Christmas I love thing. The Christmas I was just waiting the whole time for Frank West to pull out a camera. <laughs> Did he do that at any point? Uh, I think he had a, a phone. Selfie. You can do. You can make goofy faces. I just Fantastic. wanted him to say the words, like, good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what was the one he said when it was sexual? Fan- fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, that doesn't sound sexual. Oh, six teraflops. I, th- I think it was good, That's was a- his response to it being <laughs> sexual. Uh, interestingly, they didn't, all they said on stage was holiday, and then very shortly after. Holiday was some year. It turned into December 6th, mm-hmm. which I mentioned only because. <laughs> I, this year? Yeah. yeah okay. I believe that means that Microsoft has no major first party November release for the wow. first time that I can ever think of since they've been mm. making the Xbox. Wow. Yeah, I mean, surely there has to be something. Phantom does. I mean, that's always, <laughs> November's always been Halo or uh, whatever they're sort of... I mean, last year it was actually Tomb Raider was their yeah. big November yeah. game. Why do you think that they didn't put Gears in that slot? To I'm stop debating so, with the other shooters? I don't yeah, think yeah, they're going to mess around. Do you want Gears to come out right in the week after... The th- you know, there's that two-week span Titan where... Fall, Battlefield. Yep, three yeah. weeks. Three, oh, well, I mean, so, three consecutive. Yeah, Gears... 14 days. Yeah, I think Gears, they must have known. So Gears is just beating out those yeah. three. The the Call of Duty, Titanfall, and Battlefield. Battlefield. It also is probably best for that because that's something that people are probably largely going to play for the single player. Like, I feel like a lot of people who will buy Gears 4 will want to play through the campaign, whereas Battlefield, Call of Duty, Titanfall won't have that quite as much. So maybe they're trying to get the players who want to play through a story and then... Do whatever you want mm-hmm. with the multiplayer with the rest of that year, yeah. basically. Uh, did you guys get to play Gears 4? Or was no, I the no. only one? Or Miranda, I know Miranda did. Yeah, Miranda she wrote she the played. preview? Yeah. I got to play it, too. Yeah. I, I went on the last day to, after she yeah. was like, oh, you make sure to go play. So I did. I talked to Rod Ferguson a little bit. What did you think of it? I was really impressed. You know, I, I was, uh, I want to say skeptical, but, you know, I had my concerns about the demo that I it felt mm-hmm. just... Uh, not the demo, the the multiplayer beta, that it felt just too similar to Gears 3. But playing this, uh, I played about a 25-minute slice of the campaign from fairly early on, and it just, uh, it looks great. The, you know, 30 frames instead of the multiplayer 60 with more visual effects. It looks fantastic. The lighting's amazing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got a good sense of the characters. I'm feeling better about the characters now than I did after last year's E3. And, uh, They've they've tweaked the core gears gameplay in ways that feel just new enough without getting too far away. Like you can shoot these gross pods, uh, swarm pods down from the ceilings that'll make 
you know, cover, like mm-hmm. uh, new cover. But then if you, know, you shoot them or if the enemy shoot them, they can explode and either nothing might happen or a bun- whole bunch of or a couple monsters might pop out. Or it might be a, I forget Dog. the name of it, close, um, one that a little creature, swarm creature that'll actually do this scream mm-hmm. that will pop all of the pods in the area and then you just get swarmed by Not a bunch a of them. Not a so, uh, From what we saw at the press conference, uh, despite that ricochet gun that looks like the, uh, oh, the, the, the record shooter from, from uh, Sunset Overdrive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That looked super cool, but like my, my impression was, oh, this looks like a Gears of War game. On that same note, I'm fine with that. It felt great. I got to use that gun at one point because I, I played a different section than what was shown mm-hmm. on stage in that co-op demo, and it's a, it was a sort of combat bowl where there's a you know I'm behind cover, uh, up and then there's just a bunch of guys out in front of me all behind cover and and they they give you that that saw blade launcher gun and I was able to actually reminds me, reminds me of the Ripper from Dead Space. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and and I was actually able to ricochet it off walls behind oh, nice. them. That's so cool. Hit them with it. And so you just, you know, since they're behind cover, I'd fire, and then you'd just see these, like, chunks just yeah. flying yeah, up. And it's like, awesome. that's great. Does it have a split-screen color? Yep. Yep. Good. It's okay. in there. I care a lot about so, that. So, uh, yeah, really, I, I thought Gears 4 came out of E3 extremely well. Um, really stoked yep. stoked for it. And we Sounds haven't like even over. seen Horde mode yet. Mm-hmm. Horde yeah. 3. So mm-hmm. yeah. there is that. Halo Wars 2. Was I the only one that got to see that? Yeah, yeah I, I was God, kind of unimpressed. How by nice was that trailer? The CG trailer was, it was awesome. Beautiful. The CG looks fantastic. Yeah, the CG then they showed awesome. gameplay, and I think everybody was kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, like it's I've, RTS. I'm, yeah, I've never but, really cared about Halo Wars. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's my problem as well. I like Halo Wars. I love Halo Wars, the first one, and it's kind of a tale of two demos for me. I played the multiplayer that was on the floor, which was different than the multiplayer beta that was out publicly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I played, I specifically, they asked me, like, oh, do you want to play on PC or Xbox? And then I want to play on Xbox because I want to see if the controls controls are as good as the original Halo Mm -hmm. Wars controls. And they felt fine. But to be perfectly honest, the the build, the Xbox build on the floor, I thought was really rough. Mm -hmm. So it was just, I'm I'm sure it'll be fine. The game's not coming out till February, Mm -hmm. which, which was actually a big surprise. We all thought that was going to be a... I think you can holiday release, mm-hmm. which they had originally said it would be holiday twenty six. You can try it out right now, can't you? It's over. Yeah, oh, okay. it's over. Yeah. They extended it briefly. It's like you just broke up with him. It's it's over. <laughs> it's not you. Aww. It's him. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, I just thought it was a bit rough. So I, I and it was multiplayer. I love the campaign in Halo Wars. I wasn't as much on the multiplayer side. But then I will say this: I went to the behind closed doors demo. Uh, with three four three, and they showed a little bit of the of a beginning of it was either the beginning of the campaign or one of the very early missions running on PC, and it was running a lot better on because obviously they just had a monster rig there to account for the game not being done and optimized yet, and it looked it looked a lot better behind closed doors. So I'm still very optimistic that I'm going to enjoy. Halo Wars 2, but I didn't think it had the necessarily best mm-hmm. E3 showing. I'd love to hear from our audience on because we none of us got to play the beta. We were all in LA the whole time, and then when we came home, we all died. Yes. So yeah, I'd love to hear. We're all ghosts. Uh, right? <gasps> you didn't know? I was about to make a joke, but then I remembered your Terminator 2 thing earlier, and I thought you can't spoil, you spoil six something. Yeah, I'm not. Gonna. Oh no, I've seen that. It's fine. Oh, cool. Okay, <laughs> That's good. good. 
He so, spoiled Terminator 2 for me on the weekend. Uh, let's, um, we're not even going to get into this because that. we are we, yes. so out of time. Uh, oh, can I add almost. one game to this that you was not on here, but I got to see a cool BCD of, yep. along with you? Tacoma? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Tacoma oh, my is the second game by Fulbright, who made Gone Home. Uh, Ryan and I initially saw it like a year ago. A year ago, last ago. summer. And it felt very much like it was like Gone Home, but you had gravity boots. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. sort of what it felt like, whereas uh, they've revamped a lot of it now, and uh, you're on the space station called the Tacoma. Uh, you come after a distress call. The entire crew is gone, but sort of their AI ghosts still exist. And so you go into a setting. Yeah, these reconstructions. Yeah, from- and it's these six, six very specific characters who are very different. They have different jobs, and each one is represented sort of by a, a distinct colored hologram. And so what you do is you recreate a scene. And this was sort of the same mechanics that were in the Arkham VR demo, as well as Detroit Become Human mm-hmm. for the PS4. Uh, but when you're recreating a scene, you are rewinding, you're pausing, you're fast-forwarding. You played Remember Me? Yes. Kinda it's a like little that? bit like that. Mm-hmm. But you have this sort of a big space where characters will... It's like a, a scene in a play where the six characters will be making dinner, and then they'll split off a little bit. Yep. Two will go down and play pool. One will take a phone call in a separate <laughs> so room. so quickly. Yeah, because we don't have a lot of time. I know, I know. Keep going. Um, and uh, the whole thing is you want to follow specific ones. So you want to be like, well, I want to go into this room and see what the person on the phone is doing, but then you're missing what they're doing uh, at the pool table. Mm. And so you'll rewind and then follow the pool table, and they'll be talking like, man, it was weird that she went to that room and made that phone call. Like, what do you think she's talking about? And so you reconstruct who these characters are, what their dynamic is, and what the overall story and mystery is based on piecing together the different threads of a single story, which I find really cool. That sounds awesome. It was excellent. And Marty, just in case Gone Home isn't enough of a... a, uh, Selling point of a selling point for people. Yep. Remind remind folks what. Oh, what, they made uh, that most of that team made Minerva's Den, which was the Bioshock Two DLC, yeah. which is probably the best story ever set in Rapture. Hmm. Nice. Threw it down. Yeah, that was yeah. impressive. I mean, yeah. we I like have that. A, a, okay, uh, more stuff that we. Uh, crackdown really, was do we missing. Do just do thumbs up for things? Or thumbs <laughs> down right now. So just yeah, real quick. These Tell last few. Uh, crackdown three was missing from the sh- from the conference, and then like almost literally when the conference ended, they updated the crackdown.com website with a little note that says, "Hey, we're out in 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see you later." I think so, it'll be mm-hmm. games yeah, absolutely. You think you'll be able to play it? Probably. Again. Cool. <laughs> so like, hey, you need to come here and yeah. play this game. Cool. Next game. Yeah. Uh, I I thought I had to to eat some some crow on Phantom Dust because you know I insisted. Oh, like skip and scale Well, we'll get. Hang on, just a second. Marty didn't like it. I, I thought I thought Phantom Dust was dead, and Phil kept telling me publicly and otherwise, no, no, it's not. Turns out we were both kind of right, yeah. and it's the the actual new game is dead. Instead, they are remastering. The original, the original Xbox game, uh, uh, Xbox game, and yes, bringing it forward to yeah, the Xbox One. Yeah, that kind of means one. it's dead. I mean, well, the 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 new reboot game. Vincent yeah. Ingenito is very excited. Scalebound. 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 I think it looks cool. Uh, Four player boss fight. We saw. It was yeah. huge. Platinum games. Platinum. It looks very Japanese. Super uh, Japanese. Yeah. Like I, I, I feel like cool. they didn't show off too much, but it's like this is the thing I'm totally gonna play. Uh, I love Platinum. I love Kamiya. Uh, I love stuff like Bayonetta and Beautiful Joe and Okami and Wonderful 101. Uh, I think that battle was uh, incomprehensible. I, I feel don't know the same way about Final Fantasy's demo at uh, oh, yeah, the Xbox conference, though, demo. right? Yeah, but I've it's seen like, it. Look, look at me getting sold. dead, getting hit that repeatedly. Was real bad. Yeah. It's like, that guy are, was, yeah. are you going to yeah. finish this boss? Um, yeah. uh, I'm uh, super worried about Phantom Dust, despite the fact that I adore its pedigree. Mm. Or, oh, sorry, Scalebound. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We've got time on that one. Uh, wow, there are a lot more games than I thought. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. virtually out of time. We you, have a hard out you today, You play more as Bruce Wayne so, than you do as Batman, yeah, I which wanted, I like. I wanted to hopefully spend some time on this, but we don't have time. I want to say I went into the Telltale Batman demo. They showed the first 30 minutes of the game of Episode 1. I was so excited for this because I love Telltale and I love Batman and the idea of a 
Telltale Batman game. That's like two great tastes that go mm-hmm. great together. Uh, and I liked it, but I absolutely did not love it. And here are my concerns, which I know some people are going to. Well, I think that was a common reception, for. though. Was most you people so? were like, "I liked it, but I didn't love it." So here's the thing: I thought, I think you just said that the Bruce Wayne parts were better than the Batman parts. Yeah. Because uh, the the Batman parts are all QTEs, which like I that's not super fun when you're Batman. Yeah. You know when you're just like, oh, press right. And so the the Bruce Wayne parts were cool when you're just talking to people and making decisions that way, but. I'm sorry, but uh, I thought as for as great of a, a voice actor as Troy Baker is, I think he's all wrong for this. He's, he's I not really Wayne. don't like. I don't like his performance as shown so far, and I'll give you and I'll tell you why. Um, first of all, the Batman voice—they're doing a modulated thing like this, and it just didn't. I didn't like it. I just straight I think didn't that's like Batman the, v Superman inspired specifically. It's like that uh, kind of modulation. I don't know. Well, this has obviously been in development longer than than that film has been around but that's true yeah i didn't like the batman voice and then honestly i just didn't think i didn't like him as bruce wayne because he was just i just heard troy baker he was troy baker walking around talking to uh to falcone yeah like his he he was in he was the lead in the last telltale game i played which was tales from the borderlands and i those performances are interchangeable to Mm me uh reese and bruce wayne I just I don't I don't think they I don't know if it's they didn't like direct him or like they yeah. just kind of like hey we're just happy to have Troy Baker I mean, all right Troy is, Baker he is just kind of like that though but I'm but, sort of fine but he was amazing as the Joker for instance oh he was incredible in, yeah. in uh, Ar- Arkham, Arkham Origins, Origins. and yeah. he was great in Uncharted Four as well yeah. and he wasn't just tr- so I just I don't think he's the right either whether it's Telltale not sort of could just be early pushing him to too. do something yeah. or you know do something sort of more with it or what but. I just I was very distracted by Troy Baker's mm-hmm. performance in this, and he's a phenomenal That's voice a actor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mass Effect yeah. got a little new footage, right? There's a lady so on a on an that? arc. It was at the end. There's a bunch of arcs going from uh, from Earth to Andromeda, and uh, a woman wakes up. She's the first one to wake up on the first arc. I actually think I missed that. Somewhere. Yeah, we saw. I, I did all the notes for the rewind with Miranda. We saw so, the Asaris, yeah. We saw a new Krogan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. We did some too. of the battle yeah, footage. Yeah. Some okay. of the vistas. It looked that. a lot like No Man's Sky. A lot of the planets, which I, I like. hope it's yeah. sort of like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Titanfall Two. I played. I think. Am I the only one here that played it? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, I, I did get to check out the huge line of McFarlane toys, which are all rad coming out alongside the game. Plays fantastic. They've really changed the rodeo mechanic a lot. Please read my preview for that. Excited for single player. So excited. Sort of have a sentient Asimovian. That's Iron Giant style. Yeah, totally. Seems like you yeah. have a companion, which yeah. is really cool. And I keep likening it to Baymax. The same core people that are making this Titanfall 2 single-player campaign made the Call of Duty Modern Warfare campaign. That campaign. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's that should tell you all I need to know. Watch Dogs 2 yeah. felt felt more Grand Theft Auto-y than ever to me in totally a good agree. way. Yeah. Yeah. And San Francisco is amazing in it. Yeah, I got to play yeah. it, Alana. Yeah, I know. Shut up. Uh, it plays really well. I think it nails the flavor of San Francisco super well. Everything feels a little bit more arcadey than the original. Yeah. Uh, it's easier. Driving feels more arcadey. It's arcade-y. taking itself less seriously. It's taking itself less seriously. Mm-hmm. You're, you can do a lot more parkour. Uh, the hacks, there's a lot more variety of hacks, and they're much easier to do, and yep. they're all about sort of causing chaos and disruption. Uh, and trolling. Yeah, and trolling. I'm super stoked for it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. We both have previews of that now, actually. Yes. I, I mean, literally everything you're play. hearing, we have previews of. Please mm-hmm. look them up. It's a lot more depth than we have time to get into here. I wrote the South Park, the Fractured South Park, the Fractured Butthole Amazing, oh, amazing right. reveal. Oh, amazing I reveal. I love that reveal. Yeah. Where they, like, tricked you into thinking it was a Division DLC, and yeah. then it's actually South Park. It was just, like, a little bit too long, <laughs> and the context was inappropriate off the <laughs> yeah. events, so it was, like... 
That was such a good reveal, and, and they, that game's gonna be. So they've good. added nice depth to the combat system. I love the premise. Kind of intimidating of them. depth to the combat. Yeah. I'm a little worried about I'm a little it. Worried about the combat. Yeah. It might be a bit yeah. too really? much. Yeah. yeah. Everybody was complaining that it wasn't in depth enough. I never complained. No, I, I didn't either. Yeah. I always liked the combat. Better. My my biggest issue with mm-hmm. the. Uh, Original in terms of an RPG was that the loot meant nothing. You just had a tick next oh, to everything yeah, in your yeah. inventory. Like, this can, is objectively the best. So yeah. now you're actually supposed to be trailing. You can change classes whenever you want. You can combine Do, classes. Yeah, classes. I'm happy your special about moves. I'm sure like there will stuff. be like easy mode checkbox. No, yeah, no, 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 but I'm happy about that stuff. It's yeah. the literal combat the that, that I'm concerned about. It's like it's become a it's like strategy fireable. RPG. Yeah. yeah. And it's like it seems like it's a lot more in depth, and you're going to have to know what every single person in your party is, and the class of every single one on the other team, because you have to place yourself in accordance with where the tank is and where the healer is. And I just don't know how maybe that's going be to work. A good, it, maybe it'll do a good job of leading us there. Yeah, it also yeah. might just yeah. tell you. Yeah. It, there might be I like mean, a little symbol above each head. There was uh, like I don't play tower defense games much, but the I can't remember the name of it now. But the tower, the South Park yeah, tower defense game from back on 360. Yeah. Did a great job of that. Like it, I played. If this is your first power defense game, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. I mean, either way, I think I mean I absolutely love it. Uh, Ghost ball. Recon Wildlands, a game that I voted for for Game of the Show last year. It's, Got your vote this year? It's, no, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's looks <laughs> they, good, they, but it's they killed my interest. The uh, yeah. the the shine the bloom is off the rose a little bit for yeah. this one. I thought visually it's taken a huge step Definitely. down. Alpha Squad, where are you at? All right, it, it's Get very the car. like I'm the environments. The environments look pretty nice, but oh, the, saw me, I'm shot. the characters and everything else look pretty... <laughs> doing the narration. There's a lot of vehicles, and that's cool. Yeah. It's just... Mechanically, though, it was very simple. There's yeah. no cover button. There's no yeah. cover button. Like, there was just... And it's a guns. stealth game. Yeah, it was, it was very simple, especially uh, like, for a Ghost Recon game, which is generally mechanically heavy. Yeah. And I wanted it to be more like Far Cry, and it's not. I want everything to be more like So, yeah, we'll see what happens with Ghost Recon. I, I'm still optimistic, but yeah, my, that one, that one took, a, mm-hmm. took a dive for me. Uh, the C- the C three and then for honor I'm curious they, they showed single player this year after the multiplayer demo last year I was one about the only person on staff that didn't like, like it, it last year you, you, you didn't too. like it last year either? I didn't like I just I thought I it was it clunky oh, I and I, year, I just yeah. thought it was slow and uh, this didn't really change my opinion of it at all I like it I don't you still like it like I still, still like feeling it, it? yeah I think I'm it still feels, ready I think it feels way different I think it feels like a weird hybrid of Bushido Blade and an actual fighting game uh, I'm not super interested in the multiplayer but I like that they're leaned a little bit heavier into the story I don't know who this weird wizard woman is who the, wants to pit Vikings and ninjas against each other but I'm of, down for you it the reveal of that character was so uh, yeah, silly so yeah, I have was, a wrist problem that means that there's a few games I can't play. For Honor is one of them. It really, really hurt me to play. Oh. But beyond that, it's like, it was just a lot of the same thing. Like, just over and over and over again. It's like, hack at these small guys, yeah. and then there's a big guy. Make sure you hack at him more slowly. Right. Now keep down. Doing now, it. now keep mm-hmm. doing that. Like, just over and over and over. And I was like, what else does this game have Sounds other like Rise. than that? It does sound like Rise. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Rise had some cool set pieces, but as a whole, we already said what was bad about that game. I and why would For Honor? Mm-hmm. Me too. But why would For Honor mimic again. that? Like it's, it seems so, very similar. We'll see. Uh, like definitely it. a divisive yeah. game there. People uh, either really love and it. And then, or so we're out of time for trivia. We'll just do it next week. But a lot of real quick. If you could tell us what we can spend our money Retail. on this week, Mighty believe it or not, nine. there are games coming out this week. Mighty number nine. We're done. We gave it just a really don't bad spend score. Your money Maybe on don't spend your money. Mediocre score. Not bad. What did we get? Five point seven. Five point. Yeah, that's mediocre. That means okay, right? Mediocre. Yeah, that means literally means mediocre. Umbrella cool. And digital, we have Bod's Golf, which is $5. That is a pixel art platformer. Tour de France, that is oh, 2016. That is uh, $50. <laughs> and Money King Saga, which is $10. Monkey King Saga. Oh, Money King's cool. <laughs> Monkey King Saga, <laughs> which is $10. On the marketplace, we have playable demos of Doom and yes, Lego Star Wars. Yes, demos. Yeah, demos. 
I like demos. Um, we have June Games with Gold, Goat Simulator on Xbox One, Super Meat Boy on 360. Both of those are all month long. And have, now, yeah, just XCOM now. Oh, we're yeah. In the second half of the month. Yeah, mm-hmm. and XCOM Enemy Unknown from Get June that. 16 to 30. Get all those games. They're cool. All right. Yeah. Uh, now stay tuned for the Jeff Strain interview. Wow, this turned out to be a really long episode. Yeah. When we I mean, I still that. have so much to say on all of our bullet points, I too, know. Well, Damn see it. you in three weeks. Yeah, I'm going to Australia, so I'm not going to be on the show for three weeks. I'm sorry. Shark, you're in. Just tag him <laughs> in on your way out. <laughs> I hope you have a really good time. Thank you. I get to see my that's dog. All, that's, oh, that's the best. I'm going to tweet a lot of pictures of my dog. Please oh, do, because I haven't. I've seen just a couple pictures. so lovely. Going to need some more I'm very excited. Excellent. Well, we will see you soon. And for everybody else, enjoy the Jeff Strain interview, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Jeff Strain, it's always good to talk to you. You are the CEO, founder of Undead Labs, the hot, the darling of Microsoft Game Studios right now. <laughs> Maybe overstating it a bit. But I don't think so. I, I think they like what, what was shown today for sure. So State of Decay 2 is a real thing, yep. uh, which that's and that's really what I wanted to first to start with you on. We, we got a teaser trailer, which I want to dig into you with here in a minute, but uh, is the game, is State of Decay 2 still class 4 as you originally sort of envisioned it and publicly stated it right. years and years ago before even stated it K came out uh, and by class 4 I am of course referring to an MMO version right. of State of Decay yeah um, you don't know it's it's not uh, and you know this is uh, uh, you go back to uh, 2009 uh, when I first started on Dead Labs and we had this vision to create you know, this online zombie open world uh, survival fantasy type game. And at the time, we divided into two, as you say, you know, right, two different products of class three and class four because, you know, uh, making new things is awesome, right? Everybody in the game industry wants to make new stuff. Sure. Um, but it's risky. And, and, you know, it's easy for gamers and game developers to kind of roll their eyes and take publishers to task because they always seem to be very risk adverse but you know the fact is that that most new games aren't profitable right most new IP is not profitable and and particularly back I don't know that actually I don't think a lot of I don't think a lot of my audience knows that is it very very few games actually make money right and and you know we as developers we don't talk about the money side a whole lot right I mean these are products of passion yeah. and love uh, but the reality is we couldn't do it if there were not profit somewhere you know of in course hands, right so you know at, at the end of the day we have to be realistic about that but you know making a new game a new IP when you've got a starry eyed developer coming in you're sitting you're the publisher sitting across the table and they're pitching on this awesome idea right it's you know you have to kind of keep in mind that, well, you know, chances are it actually either won't complete, you know, a lot of games never even finished development, yeah. or if it does get out there, it'll kind of do okay, and there'll be some people who kind of liked it, but, you know, it, it, it either won't recoup the development advance or, um, or it may be just barely, right? But, um, so it's, you know, on the other hand, sometimes, you know, you back like an Assassin's Creed, and lo and behold, you've got this huge, you know, major franchise that's <laughs> going to do really well for yeah. you, right? So this is this is kind of the, you know, what every publisher is thinking about is they want those pillar IPs. Uh, they want those games that differentiate their platform or their publishing uh, portfolio, but they have to be very judicious about how they make those investments. So, so I knew all this. I've been in this industry for a long time, and I knew this going in, and... You know, particularly for a, a an ambitious game like State of Decay, 
um, it was going to be a really tough sell to go in there and say, hey, uh, you know, here's this grand idea. It's going to take us four years to make it, and, you know, this many millions of dollars, yep. and this many developers, and uh, no, it's, you know, a brand new IP that nobody's ever heard of, and, right, it's, you know, it's hard, that's a hard sell. Sure. So, part of the strategy of dividing it in half like that was, let's walk before we run, you know, let's get a game out that, um, that we know we can pioneer some of these core concepts we have, this simulated world, this kind of allowing people to live out their survival fantasies, um, you know, the permadeath, mm-hmm. um, the things that really differentiate State of Decay. Let's, let's, let's make sure those are actually fun and before we really kind of step into a much, much larger environment. Right. So that was how we made State of Decay, what became State of Decay. And, you know, it worked really well. Over five million people that played the game <laughs> kind of, you know, blew our socks off. Uh, we were very, uh, very uh, uh, thankful and, and, you know, feel a lot of gratitude about that. But, one of the interesting things that happened was that, okay, now here is a game that, that was very much a financial success, and obviously you want to kind of double down and, you know, make what's next, right? And so we did start on Class 4. Uh, that, that game actually went into development. But uh, State of Decay continued to be uh, played a lot, and people were very passionate about it. And we really got to a point where we were asking ourselves, are we doing the right thing here, right? Should we... You know, Class 4 was envisioned to be more of an MMO experience. It was a server-hosted, online world. Hundreds, uh, if not thousands of players. Yes. With, you know, frankly, the business models that go along with that, right? You Subscription know, fees. Or, or free-to-play free play, with yeah. microtransactions, whatever, right? And, and, and those those have their place, but the question who has Very high risk. Do they have their place in State of Decay? Yeah. And, and what kind of motivations are those kinds of business models... And those kinds of, of online mechanics going to put on us as developers, and are those motivations harmonious with what we've done with State of Decay, right? And and we eventually got to the point that we thought probably not, right? The overwhelming, by far, number one request that our players had for State of Decay was give me co-op multiplayer. <laughs> Let me play with my friends, right? What people said is I want to play a more polished State of Decay with my friends. Simple, right? And there was just this one day when we all got together and we said, look, you know, why are we doing this, right? Let's let's give our fans and the people who love this game, let's give them exactly what they want. And so we took a couple of steps back and changed direction, and that's... Uh, that's what State of Decay 2 is. So State of Decay 2, not an MMO, nope. is, is, it is, is it not even a Destiny-ish shared world experience? It is a four-player four cooperative. Drop-in, drop-out multiplayer. But your, your announced trailer hinted at other groups. There was a flare that goes into the air at the end. So those, what is... What is that hinting at? What is this? uh... Well, so there will be other um, humans in the game, uh, not necessarily actively controlled by players. Okay. Um, And also, uh, this is not um, this is not a session based uh, experience, right? You're not you're not building your group of of four people, and then those are the people who play this together, right? It's drop in, drop out. You can have kind of the same uh, world that you're building. And any number of different players coming in, either through invitation or you know by by opening it up, right? Um, so you will be talking about that in a lot more detail. But the, the the key thing that I want everybody to know is it's not it doesn't require you to be online. Okay. Right. Um, it is we've we've designed it very much with the intention of it being 
easiest, most convenient type of multiplayer you can imagine, right? We're, we're, we're very big into making it visceral, right? I want to, you know, I'm playing this way right now. Oh, I want to go play with my friends for a little bit. I'm dropping back out, you know. Um, but we also very much support the solo play experience. This is a survival fantasy game, and, you know, sometimes you want to do it on your own. So, uh, all right, four-player drop-in, drop-out. Mm-hmm. Can... Can you so, so? Can your group size still end up being? Does it just end up getting bigger if you've got, say, maybe seven survivors in your group? But then, oh well, actually three more because I got my buddies here. And is there any? Is there any sort of uh, unpredictable dynamic that can occur between those four human players? Um, are you asking me if the combination of the human-controlled? players in the game and computer controlled players in the game will exceed four like in your well, community? Well, no, I guess I'm asking more of, you know, in, in State of Decay you have uh, you need to manage the happiness and uh, the relationships. Right. So, it does that, is the, are those dynamics present in the person to person, the human to human, you know, human controlled player relationships, or or is that still strictly an, a human to AI, you know, player to AI relationship? Yeah, that's that's going to be, um, and, and again, you know, this is. Uh, uh, we are still in development, and sure. anything I tell you is subject to change. <laughs> right? um, but you know, the, the intention is that uh, those kinds of managing other players' happiness is uh, still something that is human to AI. Right? That's okay. something you're doing yeah. with your community of survivors. There is a there is very much a distinction between uh, characters that you rescue and bring into your community, NPC controlled characters, and players who are coming in, human controlled players who are coming so in. So there's no way to you're, you're not going to. Uh, you can't really troll or be a dick to your friends in the in the cooperative experience. Um, uh, I, I wouldn't <laughs> say that actually. I, I think you probably could be. You probably uh, could be. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're we're. Um, uh, you know, this is if you put in rigid structures to keep people from being dicks. Right? Yeah. Um, a lot of time, what you do is you homogenize the experience. Um, you know, we don't want anybody to, to have a bad time playing, and and I think that in terms of who you're able to play with or who's able to join your game, uh, you know, kind of setting up the, you know, it's kind of like setting your Facebook privacy settings, right? You can kind of set up that. But once that's set up, we're not going to put a whole lot of restrictions on behavior when you're actually playing together because some of the some of the best and most emergent stories come out of people doing unpredictable things, you know, and uh, putting rigid systems in place that kind of guide you down a narrow channel is, is not going to be consistent with that. Uh, so you kind of mentioned, you, you already hit on this, uh, the when you said more polished State of Decay, that was, you know, with respectfully, the, the first game... Use that for, J word, or don't you use that J word? For, for, all, its, for all its strengths, uh, State of Decay was perhaps a little technically rough around the yes. edges. Yes, it was. Uh, can we expect a lot of technological improvements, especially now that we're on a new generation yeah. platform? Uh, is, is, that a, is that a focus for yeah. you guys? No, I, I think there's... Um, well, first of all, the answer is absolutely yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, the... Uh, uh, the way we kind of, you know, look, we we releasing to the arcade live channel on 360. Um, I think that uh, people were able to look past the roughness uh, of some of that because you know the gameplay was fresh and unique and right. interesting. Um, you know, 
this is, the sequel will be a sequel. It will be much more polished. Um, and there's a couple of things going on. And it'll be one, 60 bucks probably, yeah. right? So I mean, it's a lot more ambitious. There's a yeah. lot more publisher support for it. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, financially and just in terms of the resources they're bring, bringing to bear on it. Uh, Microsoft has Microsoft's very excited about this title. They've been, you know, and continue to be great partners with us in this. Um, other things, uh, we've moved to Unreal 4. Yep. Um, nice. You know, we, we really had some struggles with our previous engine. In, uh, uh, yeah, you, were you cry, cry engine before, if memory serves? Is that correct? No. Yes. Yes. We were okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, uh, so, although I think a big part of that was that you know at the time we adopted CryEngine three, uh, they hadn't actually shipped a game on Xbox at that time, mm-hmm. um, and it was only you know, a couple months before we released that the very first one hit. So you know, but Unreal Four is just a phenomenal engine, and it's you know it's allowing us to just you know really create beautiful and world and and gives us the tools that we need to really uh, iterate and and smooth out those rough edges. Um, so when yeah. a lot of developers crow on about uh, how their sequel has a has a new engine, but it's really just a upgraded version of the the, the last one from last gen, right. you're you're actually not BSing. You no. have a literal new engine powering no. this thing. Yeah, and that's why um, you know it would have been uh, far faster to just do a quick turn and burn. Uh, you know, add multiplayer, push something out the door yep. on the, the existing engine. Um, but we really. We really wanted to give people a true sequel and, and make them feel like this was built from the ground up around the multiplayer experience. And it was built from the ground up to be a, um, uh, you know, a much more polished and, and tighter game experience. Is it still... So the re- probably the biggest reason above all that I love State of Decay... Uh, and really championed that at IGN right before it came out is that uh, it is secretly a role-playing game. <laughs> is it still like? Is the core gameplay still kind of going to be very familiar to State of Decay fans? Absolutely. Again, the theme here was if we were to build exactly, you know, a, a sequel that would be exactly what the vast majority of our players wanted, what would it be? And yeah, we're, we're not going to take all of the hard work of proving out a lot of these mechanics and proving a formula that people really connect with and, and fundamentally altering it. You know, we we describe State of Decay as a survival fantasy game. Right? In the same way that Quentin Tarantino movies are revenge fantasy. Right. You know, it's survival fantasy. It's not just survive this wave. It's not just survive to the end of the shopping mall or whatever. It's, it's literally, you know, live out your survival fantasy. And in order to do that, you have to make a great role-playing game, right? You have to let people put themselves in the role of surviving in this in this beautiful post-apocalyptic world. Uh, I'm sure that internally you guys did a post-mortem on State of Decay. Several. <laughs> uh, before, before you launched fully into what ultimately became State of Decay 2 rather than Class 4. Are you willing to share any kind of any of the the big successes that, that, that you guys came away with after after that introspection and, and maybe some of the, the, the challenges or failures? Sure. Um, well, I think in terms of... Uh, I'll talk about failures first. Uh, you know, we have a lot of mechanics that um, we knew were non-traditional and were perceived to be somewhat risky. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously permadeath was a big one there. That unique blend of uh, role-playing and action... And, um, uh, and and simulation was, uh, you know, nobody had ever really presented that formula quite the way we had there. Um, another system we had was uh, offline progression, where um, 
when you logged out of the game, uh, it, it, you know, we modeled the world continuing without you. Being yeah, you there. had to patch that one. So we patched it. Yes, yes, that turned out to be. Uh, you know, the intent was always. Well, it's mostly good stuff that happens. Right. right. So if you've started building this garden and you come back tomorrow, the garden will be done, right? Yeah. That's great. But we also wanted there to be a little bit of decay to it, right? <laughs> that, um, uh, you know, over time, if, you, you know, if you're gone for a couple of days and you come back, then, you know, somebody may have run off with, you know, half your food or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So after the game we released, uh, you know, that was kind of the number one complaint people had. And we, through a series of patches, pulled it back, pulled it back pull it back um, but you know I think it's clear that you know especially people who would like go on summer vacation or something and come back after a couple of months and log back into the game everything was in shambles everyone's right? dead I don't know exactly. what happened uh, so we won't do that again right I mean that's again the whole point of, of what we called class 3 was to learn we, you know we wanted to make a smaller experience learn from it so we could really have confidence going forward into the bigger bet uh, and and this is one of the things we learned that that did not work out well. Um, things that worked out very well, obviously, the permadeath side, I think, um, really worked well. The uh, you know making permadeath is easy. Uh, making permadeath in a way that your players don't rage quit because they feel like they've just lost 20 hours of their lives right. is a lot. <clears throat> and our fundamental premise there was your character is actually your community, right? Yeah. It's, it's not any one character that you control, right? You stated a case somewhat unique in that, you know, you play a character for a while until they get tired, you check them back in and you start playing as somebody else, or you're going on a specific type of mission, you know you want to take this specific character. Um, and so that gets you kind of used to the idea that unlike a traditional RPG, there is no you, there is no one hero, right? You are this community. And it's a little bit of an abstraction, but the great thing about that is that then when one of your characters dies, you're still sorry. It still hurts. Oh, right? Maya's death still pains me, believe yes. me. But all the time, you know, the, the value of what you have accrued as a player is reflected in your community, in the things that you've built, and the resources you've gathered, and in all the other characters that you've rescued. And so you don't feel like you've lost, you know, that time necessarily. And I think that worked really well. We, you know, we, we actually think about it more now is that, you know, this is putting it in RPG terms, right? But uh, characters are loot. Right? <laughs> characters are loot, you know. Uh, finding different characters with different skills and different abilities that you're going to get to, you know, kind of train up and, and play as and, and be able to leverage some of their talents, that's that's as cool as finding a, you know, plus five Master Sword, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, take me back now. Let's let's rewind a little bit to the first 48 hours when State of Decay launched. In, <laughs> in fact, you guys, it must have been uh, just the three-year anniversary. It was, June Yeah. 10. Yeah. So... Uh, it obviously completely blew up. Tell, tell, bring me inside Undead Labs at that point. Uh, how unexpected? How like were you guys sitting around questioning if there were are these numbers correct? Like what? Or was it just like, yep, we knew this is awesome, nailed it. Like yeah. what, what? What was the attitude like? No, I think we didn't. I mean, I mean honestly, we didn't know what to expect. Um, you know, I have been involved with games. Uh, in the past that I knew were going to do well. You were the original programmer on World of Warcraft. Well, uh, yes, but I, I mean, even going back further than that, right? Uh, you know, I knew StarCraft was going to do well. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> uh, you know, I had a lot of confidence in that. Uh, you know, but this was not one of those times. And it wasn't at all, like, I was, I can honestly say I was more proud of that game than any game I'd ever worked on in the past. But the big question was, uh, you know, 
are people going to resonate with some of these, uh, you know, these these design uh, directions we've done? Is, is that really going to land well? Right? Yeah. Are people is and here's another one too, Ryan. Is that you know. There's zombie games out there, right? And, well, just and, a few. There yeah, was there was yeah. another another big one right in this Microsoft Zone conference Absolutely. with you, guys. which looks awesome, by the way. But but I think what really you know what we were trying to do was was model that survival experience, model the genuine Walking Dead. You know, like what, what would, you know what would you do, right? Was kind of the tagline. Yeah. The what would you do, right? And so, you know. That was a, a, a whole new thing, and we just didn't know how it was going to land. If people loved that aspect of it, and probably be able to look past the rough edges and you know and, and enjoy it. Um, so, you know, I remember very distinctly getting in bed that night. It was supposed to uh, the Xbox Live uh, infrastructure was supposed to make it live starting around 2 a.m. and then it would roll across. Yeah, it's all, yeah. the world. Right. So I got in bed that night, and of course I wasn't going to sleep. And I had an Xbox in my room, and the only real way that we were able to get kind of real-time telemetry uh, was through the leaderboards. Yep. And, uh, you know, we tracked zombie kills and all these different things. Wait, you don't have a product manager at Microsoft that can can text or call you with with actual reports? You're looking at the leaderboards? Like, that's what we do. Not at 2 in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) And and frankly, not on... uh, you know, let's remember, this was an Xbox Live Arcade. Live Arcade. Right? Rest in peace, Live Arcade. That's right. Um, and so the infrastructure on the publishing side is somewhat different yeah. uh, for uh, games in that channel versus like a AAA presentation like you saw today, right? Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, so 2 o'clock came and, and uh, my, you know, I had my Xbox on and I started, you know, the equivalent of F5-ing on the boards, <laughs> right? Uh, and, you know, by the time I went into work at about 7, uh, we had already passed 120,000 or something yeah. like that. I mean, it was just crazy. And I was convinced that, that, that it was wrong. And right. I was reading it wrong. So I went in and I talked to our tech director and I was like, hey, you know, are, are we sure we're running the leaderboards right? You know, we were able to use some other means to go in there and actually see how many unique IDs and connect with the game. It was, you know, accurate. Yeah, you hit a million in like 72 hours or a week or something? Yeah, it was about a week. Eh, yeah, it was, it was about three or four days. I mean, I, I don't I'm, I don't expect you to share confidential numbers, but I have to imagine it, it surpassed your own internal expectations by a margin of some sort? By more than an order of magnitude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> by substantially more than an order of magnitude. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, the, the, the numbers now that I've been authorized to trade it this way, right, is, is 5 million unique players. Right? Wow. Uh, and so that's even like if you, you know, if you look at um, somebody who's played State of Decay plus all the expansions, right, that's that's not kind of padding it up with DLC, right? That's uh, unique ideas. Wow. Yeah, so it, it did really well, and, and it continues to, right? And uh, one of the things that we loved was that, you know, people played through the story and then they started again and played yep. over and over again. Was, uh, so, d- did you guys throw a hell of a company party? I mean, is there? There's got to be a some sort of celebration when something like that happens, right? We did. We had a launch party that night, um, but it was just going to be a launch party. Yeah. Uh, and I think that we were at three hundred thousand maybe, <laughs> right? And so to be able to go to that launch party and announce numbers was. was was pretty cool, and that's why you know every time we we write anything about the game or, or anything on our website, you'll always see us front and center thanking the community, right? And that's not just lip service, man. This you know, 
it, we wouldn't be doing this. We wouldn't be here if if people hadn't given it a chance, yeah. right? And that's and that's really, you know, I think the the thing that's great is that nobody had ever heard of State of Decay. Nobody had ever heard of you know this particular IP. Yeah. And uh, but they were willing to give it a shot and. You know, and it up. And, and I, uh, pardon me if this is too personal a question, but do you, do you own that IP? <laughs> do you own State of Decay? No. No. Uh, no. We, so uh, it's a it's a joint partnership joint, okay. between Microsoft and All right. Microsoft. So yeah. still, uh, you, you, got, you got the, you got the, you're like, Chain, chain to the man a little bit, but it's still half yours or some percentage well, yours. Well, I think it's, it's uh, you know, it's fine to be chained to the man <laughs> when the man puts on a conference like the show like they right. did this morning, right? I'm not too disappointed to be chained to the man on that. Uh, but, but I will say that, you know, a State of Decay will always be a partnership between us and, and you know, and, and I mean this from the heart when I say this, is that one of the things that we have really appreciated is that the people we work with at the micro, on the Microsoft side are just as passionate about the game as we are, right? I mean, literally yeah. pouring their souls into it. Um, and, and that's great, right? So many times I think developers work with publishers for whom, you know, some IP is just another skew in the product catalog, yeah. right? Um, but but the people we work with have their hearts in it, and that makes it easy. I guess last question, I mean, is it, you know, you've, you've been, uh, you, know, you mentioned you touched on, last time you and I talked on Podcast Unlocked, we kind of went through your history a little bit. You know, you touched on StarCraft, World of Warcraft. So you've been, you know, you, you've worked at the, the biggest of the big, you know, huge thing. Is it almost more rewarding when something like State of Decay that you've built with your own two hands with a really small group that's your own thing that you more or less have ownership of is it is it more rewarding when that blows up than 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 when you wake up and like yep starcraft sold seven million units yeah sure but um uh you know i obviously on a very personal level feel a lot of um investment in this i mean i you know this IP is something that um, that I've been invested in for six years, seven years now. Yeah, uh, and, um, and and I think that you know the the difference there is that for for me in my experience at Blizzard, you know, I worked on StarCraft, which was a successor to Warcraft. I worked on Warcraft Two at the tail end of it, which yeah. was a sequel to, to Warcraft One. Um, I got to work on Diablo, but that project was already well underway. Uh, you know. I, I did uh, uh, head up World of Warcraft for a period of time, um, but again, that's building on existing IP. Right. Um, you know, this was a great experience because we literally started from absolute ground zero and built it. You know, start with a blank sheet of paper, and that's what's really compelling and exciting about it for me as a developer. Uh, last question is: so, is Class Four in its sort of original MMO design? Is that still something that could be on the roadmap for you guys in the future, or uh, or or what? Or is, or is that no longer that, the direction you guys want to go? I think right now what we have done is we've said uh, we understand what State of Decay has become, not just what we built it to be, right? Right. But but it is now a living organism that's part what we build and part the way the people who love the game play it and and engage with it, right? And I think that for us, the litmus test is always going to be, always going to be, what can we do next that more closely brings it to the kind of idealized, let you live out your fantasy with no constraints, yeah. right? Um, 
you know, state of decay was a, a rough approximation of that. You know, we'll push that further in state of decay too. Is it going to be, you know, all the way to this kind of glorious holy grail of, you know, total freedom? No. And I think successively we'll get there. If the time comes when we feel like the thing that's limiting our ability to do that is uh, kind of the, you know, single virtual world with, you know, thousands of players in it at the same time, then we'd make that step. But right now, right now we don't see that. Right now that's not what's holding us back. Spoken like a man who's developed a game or two over the years. <laughs> uh, Jeff Strain, thank you so much. It is always a pleasure. Looking forward. Just can't wait to play State of Decay 2. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.